You so see, you still want to do this? Do it live. Do the intro live. We're doing it live, aren't we? What, what, what are we doing? All right, I'm gonna oh, count yeah. you down. Ba, ba, ba. Oh, what's it? Oh, they did the hands. All right, five, four. Now you start talking. It's Abs and a Six Pack presents Critique All Thinking, the pilot episode, the show where we take multimedia productions and critique them or something. We'll bring clips. Uh, that was not the brief that I was that I was given. Unless it's a book, I guess. Can we review books too? We can't bring clips of books, but we can read. I was, I was under the understanding that we were just going to critique all the thinking. Oh, so like our own thoughts, even. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait till the edi- the medibles kick in. Oh, well, then we'll try and do that. Okay. <laughs> And we're live! We got a bunch of clips coming up. Come here, come here, come here. Well, this is the pilot episode of Critique All Thinking, and uh, give us a little bit of grace, because we clearly don't know exactly what the show's about yet. But we are here, Gwoof the King of Kent, uh, your host yes. and your other host, Sir Sir Seat Sitter, and we're joined today by our first guest for our first show, the lovely Walloween. Hello. 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 Hello, Walloween. Plums! We've, uh, Do you have a preference? Oh yeah, plums or peaches? Ah, so. oh, well. So, Wallowing, what was your brief? What did you? What did? What did? You, what was the message that given to you? What's the message? Give us the message. Hmm. I'm here to talk about movies a little bit. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, that, like straight off the bat, I don't think movies exist. Whoa. Okay. They might be imaginary. You're, I mean, you're going to have to convince me of their existence first and foremost. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure they exist either. I'm not. I'm not really invested in that. Uh, discussion that argument i've never seen one i'm not the one to make that argument i talk about movies i do not uh i do not really uh speculate okay. on their existence or lack thereof you're you're gonna be the movie guy you do the movies all right. live on the scene I'm the movie guy i watch all the movies all of them yeah i watch all of them okay have you seen dinosaur island <laughs> yes is that a, uh, a dog gone journey I have definitely heard of that. Okay. Um, what about the, the, is it real? See, I think there's uh, is that one there's real? Movies. What's that? Oh no, I watched both of those I don't, recently. Okay, I, I don't think those. Mo- I think movies are real, but I don't think those ones are real. Let's <laughs> say is Dinosaur Island like the uh, the sea movie version of Jurassic Park? Um, or is that a real movie? Or no, what? no. I would say that it, it's uh, it's probably down in the J's or the K's. <laughs> um, which is actually good, good going because uh, Jurassic J, JK, Rowling, JK Rowling, sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, just kidding. You know I'm going. It's a, it's, it's, it's a class. It's a classy zone. I, it was the sort of film that if you watch, because we watch the trailers before we watch the movies, and the trailers always convince us because it's like you could tell all the money was sp- spent on the on the shots that were in the trailer, and then everything else was just left to the writer, producer, director, editor. Now. Let me know if you guys have the same problem that I do with movie trailers, where they they give away. There's so many spoilers in a movie trailer now. Like all the big twists I, I, usually happen. I in personally a two don't, don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. What do you think, Wallowin? Over to you. I watch movie trailers with the sound off. That way, I can just imagine all the over all the uh, <laughs> you know landscape scenes and yeah. I I, I don't pay attention to trailers anymore now. Uh, in terms of uh, giving away uh, plot details, 
at least they're not like the ones in the 80s anymore where they just show the the whole movie basically and in, including the ending <laughs> there is yeah, a... i think like modern plots suck so giving away the plot details is like no problem for me yeah that's fair yeah i, I, I mean remember... I, I agree I remember I had the DVD box set of the entire original Outer Limits series, and they did this oh, yeah. like horrible thing before the episode started. I guess they did this on TV too, where before even the opening clip, before the intro, where it's like, there's nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. Before they did all that, they would just show the most key twist. It's like if, It would be like if Twilight Zone, you know, in the, mm. the Eye of the Beholder episode, revealed that all the people in the hospital had like, fucked up looking crazy faces the very end of the right. like the end ending twist was always shown right before the episode yeah, the and i did big faces <laughs> yeah it was like it was the worst Although, there was a problem with the the dvd of that it was like uh the uh the lighting was slightly too bright in one scene you could see that you didn't have the pig makeup on oh god <laughs> so at the end it's like okay now they're now they're pigs they weren't pigs before but <laughs> oh no maybe they never were pigs Ooh. yeah Right. I mean, it's in the eye of the beholder, right? So, so yeah. So, getting back slightly on track here, but I think there's there's movies and films, and there's movie films, and I think some movies are more movies than films, and others are more films than movies. But everything's a movie film. That's why initially I said I don't believe that movies exist, although they obviously do. Um, it's not like a sort of moon landing thing, although I've not brought any of those movies with me. Well, you couldn't because they lost the tapes. Uh, well, yeah, I, so I know you're. Thinking. I know you were just bringing us back on track, but if I could take us back off track for a brief moment, it's your um, show. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had a, uh, I had a bag of chips. I went. I was at the gas station today, and I wish mm-hmm. I could name remember the name of this brand. Maybe it's I can the look petrol up station for me, but okay. Yes, <laughs> and uh, uh, let me find them. But there was like this sign outside that said so and so, some brand name of chips sold here, and it was like this big sign. And I thought, and chips are crisps. No, I found them already. The whole shebang. It said the whole shebang oh. chips sold here. Oh, we've got one of those. And uh, there's a we have a shebang. We, there's one of those with us, not with us right now, but in our in the in the pool, swimming <laughs> around. Yeah, I yeah, just one single potato chip in the pool swimming. Well, the shebang one, yeah. So did you get them? Did you get the chips? Yeah, because I was I was intrigued because it seemed like, and they were five dollars for a pretty small bag of chips. Which I thought was overpriced, what? but the guy said, "Well, <laughs> the guy said, well, they." I was like, "Are these pretty good?" He's like, "They sell like crazy," and and I, uh, it, he he said, apparently this is what he told me, and I'm looking it up now, and Wikipedia confirms his story. I'm seeing this now for the first time. The whole shebang, it was a chip, a bag of chips they sold in, exclusively in prisons to prisoners. So that's it was a taxpayer funded potato chip venture, and it's oh, and apparently the guys were getting out of prison. And wanting to have these chips, but they couldn't get them anywhere. So I guess um, you would have to do something to get arrested and go back to prison in order to get the whole shebang of chips. So, so you'd go to your gas station and hold the place up for the chips. <laughs> yeah, but now they sell the chips there for $5. And you, They can't afford that. They're criminals. Yeah. Come on now. They just come out of prison. So our tax dollars went to funding these potato chips. I but ate hold on. Is, half the bag Isn't it legal to steal like, up to $1,000 of stuff? Not in Tennessee. Uh, maybe in oh, California. Okay, yeah. You get shot for that in Tennessee. Seattle and... I thought that was just uh, New York. Yeah, New York, California, Seattle, places like that. They won't prosecute, but... Okay, out on the fringes. Yeah. That, that's, uh... Well, that's... They'll, they'll do them. <laughs> but, but uh, so I, I ate, like, half this bag of chips, 
and it's like salt and vinegar and barbecue and just a bunch of different flavors in there. And have mm. you guys ever had Warheads, the candy, the super sour, especially like old Warheads? Yeah. yeah. You know how they make your they make your spit hurt, like your mouth is all raw, your tongue gets raw, yeah. your inside yeah. your cheeks they get like, raw. And get your glands up. Your glands start going. My mouth me. hurts. It's like raw from eating like half a bag of these chips. I don't know what they put in this thing, but I was like, I guess it's just so much salt and vinegar or something, but or whatever extra flavors they have in there. But I was just like, I've been like, yeah, so oh, like extra flavors oh, they're packing in. Oh, it's the su- it's the sweat of prisoners, isn't it? That's what's doing it. And I, I didn't notice it until I stopped eating the chips. As soon as I stopped eating the chips, I was like, man, my mouth freaking hurts. Do they make the chips in the prisons? Well, let's see. Do you want to do a? Um, here we go. The whole shebang started off as a flavor of Moonlodge potato chips for prison commissary stores, or sorry, prison commissary stores. The flavor is often yeah, described oh, yeah. as a hybrid between salt and vinegar and barbecue potato chips, uh, also known in Canada as all dressed. All dressed. Okay. Well, there we go. I think if I was going to critique the thinking behind that one, that I'd say uh, they're giving someone something to do, but it's exploitation, is it? Is it not a little bit exploitation to some some degree? Like, yeah. oh, you can have these here, but you can't have them outside. But oh, it's an incentive to get back inside and all this sort of stuff. And now they're, yeah. they're selling them, but it's too too expensive and. Yeah, there's something a little off, something weird going on with that. Either but, someone just took a fo- photo of me, or there's lightning going on outside. Uh, you know, cool lightning lightning is just God snapping a photo of you. Mm. <laughs> the God of Thunder <laughs> snapping a photo. Uh, so we all three brought some stuff to share today. Um, I guess I should get in the chat room. So as I said, I was going to do that a while ago, and I didn't. If you're listening yeah, live, you can go to podtard.com and uh, get in the IRC okay. there. Join the chat. You don't even need a password. Um, we'll see if anybody's in there today. And uh, join the chat here. It's very yes. easy to join this chat. I have to say, it's almost as easy as not joining the chat. Yeah, but it's fun because you get to troll along and tell us what sort of how wrong we are. Sir Spencer and, uh, was uh, uh, Sir Spencer contribute. was in here over two hours ago saying thought he thought we were live, but no, that was an old episode. But maybe he's in here now. You never know. So, anyways. How should we decide who wants to go first? I only brought one uh, thing today. It's a television show because it's the only okay. thing that I've really watched in the past handful of months is uh, right. this TV show. So I have one okay. thing. Wait, okay. And uh, while Wayne, how many things have you got to bring? Oh, yes. Uh, I, br- I was uh, going to talk about Dune, the, the film. New, the new movie. Oh, good. Good. The only one. The, the original. Uh no, I was gonna. Well, I was gonna uh, compare the uh, 1984 version with the new version and give my hot takes Ooh, on that. Like it. And I was yeah, gonna I talk about. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. And uh, smiling friends, the show. I thought I was Ooh. gonna talk about Raised by Wolves, the HBO show, but I thought uh, maybe just to change the uh, uh, the tone because that's another science fiction thing. I just talk about smiling is, friends. I've is raised a few by wolves good? Since you didn't bring it, you can just spoil it for me now. Is it worth watching? Uh, it is. I'll say it has very interesting ideas. It explores. I'd say it's all well covered material. Uh, my uh, complaint would be that there's no like there's no characters that you're gonna just love and you're gonna want to want to know what they're gonna do next. You don't you don't fall in love with the characters. You don't. There's no uh, really uh, strong driving force to the narrative you're uh the there's like maybe little tiny cliffhangers at the end of each episode that'll make you be like oh, i could watch the next one um yeah but we'll, we'll get there huh all right uh, well, smiling friends. actually no, we, we, sorry we won't get there because i'm talking <laughs> smiling friends not raised by wolves 
I'm not I did, I, no, I, uh, I did watch all of Smiling Friends uh, when that came out, and I enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to hear. Yeah. Never heard of it myself. It's got, uh, what's that name, Mark something? The guy that does uh, sick animation is plays the chief, or whatever he is. The... Huh. Right. Yeah, uh, I only know uh, Zach Hadel, uh, Psychic Pebbles, because uh, I watch Oni Plays, and he's a uh, regular on there. I, I'm actually not that familiar with his co-star, uh, who I believe does a podcast with him that I, I've only listened to a little bit of. I should probably get into more of that. Yeah, Sick, sick ah. Animation was definitely the reason I watched uh, Smiling Friends. But yes, yeah, so... Um, would you, uh, well, we'll what, tell us what you brought before, well, and then we'll... Well, well, well I, I sort of just brought the curation of a series of short clips from a uh, channel that I found on BitChute called uh, You Can't Stop the Progress. Okay. So would yeah. that be... And it's just uh, sort of uh, topical like stuff that's going on right now. Not, I just, I thought it would just... Uh, Sort of critique the the thinking behind some of the the topics in the clips and uh yeah they're just sort of a smorgasbord of different stuff a bit like what i brought last time uh, okay sorry not sorry yeah I'll but we could go. what we could do is we could uh rock paper scissors each other and whoever wins can you know decide <laughs> who goes first uh um how about uh spencer's in the chat spencer think of a number between one and ten if you're listening whoa but don't type the old it out. lightning's kicking up my word because rock, paper, scissors, as much as I appreciate the idea, I think we would have to see each other to do that one, too. Kind of like the finger countdown. It's, it only it only works so... It only goes so far. This is turning into, like, the setting of a murder mystery film here. <laughs> With lightning... Speaking of critiquing and... thinking, we need, um, we need to critique our um, communication skills on what exactly critique all thinking is going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that was... it's... Uh... I, like, I thought it was I like, just like poetry. And, I like leaving uh, it open ended. I like what you're saying better than what I, my idea was. I like leave. I like your idea better, oh. where we just leave it open ended to critiquing anything okay. and everything. Well, yeah, exactly. I like that as well, personally. Um, plums. Hey, they, they, yeah, them things. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm, you, uh, you, I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna you, pick a number. You dug the uh, well, no, you dug the 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 end of show mix. Uh, that was good, wasn't it? That was very good. Nice. I appreciated Thank the shout much. out in there too. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I uh, I've got all sorts of versions for that one, and then uh, I've sent off another one that's hopefully going to be on the show tomorrow as well. So, got the old bug now. Yeah, that was that. I was uh, I was driving around at work when it came on right before No Agenda. I was like, that was. I thought it was you. I was like, I had a feeling, yeah. but I was like, man, that was good. I, I was very impressed. Wow, they very go. quite good. They critiqued that thinking. I was uh, uh, in a in a bar somewhere, and I was. There was a song on, and it, I just remembered it, and I typed in the lyrics in an internet search engine, and it was Miley Cyrus, Adore You, and I had it in my head so much that I just thought I have to just do something with it. I thought that might be a parody, but I couldn't tell what song it was, so I wasn't sure. It was very good. Yeah. One of two Miley Cyrus songs. So you're right there? I got the bucket. It's fine. <laughs> Whoa. Hello, Lightning. All right. Um. Oh, I hear it. Wow. <laughs> Let's uh, <laughs> let's jump let's jump into it. Um, I think maybe uh, I, I the number thing is the pick a number thing has not worked so far. So how about John? Would you like to start us off with your uh, Dune cover? Yes, and, and then we can kind of rotate. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'll preface with uh, I I uh, I'm kind of new to Dune. I've I've always found I've always uh 
thought it, it looked kind of uh, bland. You know, another sci-fi with a de desert setting. And uh, my oh, okay. uh, earliest exposure to it was the Sci-Fi Channel TV series. Uh, but, uh, see, a few years ago I watched the original movie. I kind of liked it. Or the 1984 David Lynch film, Dune. Uh, with with Sting in. Yes. Yes, very <laughs> yes. briefly he's in it. Uh, yeah, and you can see the Sting in his tail. Yeah. He's, he's, he's so, naked, isn't he? Is he naked in it? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. He, uh, we need screenshots he's, in the uh, show notes. Let's see, there's, course, a, yeah. there's the scene where he is in that, uh, that underwear with the wings on it. That's the one. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently, when they filmed that, he was uh, supposed to be nude, but they decided, you know, to go for the uh, PG-13 rating. Fair play. Uh, anyway. Man. But Dune... that was the only thing that would have tossed it over to an R? Or did they take out other stuff? Like oh, no. Swears? Like, if it was made, if it was released now, it would be R-rated, because there's, like, you know, severed heads with blood and stuff. You know, I have a counterpoint to that real quick. Return of the King. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. They catapult bloody severed heads. <laughs> And they're pretty oh, yeah. bloody. And I, well, I would say it's it's different That's because like 12, uh, the ca the camera doesn't. It's like you know shaky cam, and it doesn't focus on them real long. Also, right. isn't that the right. extended edition? Which is it? Is that rated? Oh, okay. Or no, it well, was in the theatrical, wasn't it? I think it was in both, but man. Okay. Now I'm questioning myself. Anyway, Wait, sorry, carry on. Oh, also, you see, uh, like at the end, where uh, Paul Atreides stabs uh, Sting in the in the in the jugular or in the you know in the bottom of the jaw and you see the the blade in his mouth uh anyway uh, dune came back into the public consciousness when uh the uh denis villeneuve was uh, working on a movie and at the time i was optimistic because i'd seen a bunch of his movies i'd seen basically all of his english language movies and uh well starting with Anson d the uh which was, was french i don't know <laughs> i'm not a language right. expert He's from uh, Bel Belgium seen... or somewhere, isn't he? He's, uh, he's, he's obviously he's Denis Villeneuve. It's a not very American-sounding name. Oh yeah, no, he, yeah, he, he definitely is English as a second language, or I don't know if it's his second. Okay. I can't claim that, but uh, it's not his first, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I'd seen Enemy and uh, all of that, and uh, I was optimistic at the time. I think it was before the release of uh, Blade Runner 2049. Which I was, uh, I I was okay with it when I when I first saw it. It was it. I was sick at the time when I when I saw it in the theater. It felt like it was fifteen hours long. <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> it was about, I I fell asleep a couple like an hour or two into it because I was so bored in, in theaters. With yeah, the Blade Runner twenty forty. And like the, all the reviews at the time were saying, oh, uh, you know, Blade Runner the original it's a classic, but the new one is objectively a better movie. It has a better story. The original one was all meandering and stuff. When I saw the new one. I was going into it with these high expectations, and so, but when I saw it, I, I, it just, you know, the soundtrack didn't quite, it didn't hit nearly as powerful as the original movie. The, uh, the scenery, you know, the effects and stuff, it, it wasn't as, uh, uh, it, if I remember it looked right, very, they did the you know, screensavery. Looked like a wallpaper. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the lens flare, but I think. But uh, what Denis Villeneuve does in the movie is he. There's a lot of scenes of like with very murky settings, like mist and stuff like that. Uh, sort of low contrast imagery, which is just not. Right. It could be that it just doesn't appeal to me. But yeah, I, I, there were there was like one scene that that sort of evoked the the feeling of the original, where you're, you're seeing a lot of uh, old fashioned uh, furniture and, and and setting in a futuristic environment. I mean. 
the whole idea of cyberpunk is that it's meant to be sort of civilization, uh, a futuristic civilization on the decline in a way. Uh, it just didn't come through as much in uh, the Denis Villeneuve film. Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So I, I didn't like that much as as much as the uh, Ridley Scott original. No, um, me neither. And so, yeah, my 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 uh, uh, my expectations for for Dune uh, were lowered considerably and and so what i expected and what i what uh uh what i expected from the people who'd seen it when it came out uh was sort of just long shots of scenery you know people staring off into the the you know uh, into the distance with mm-hmm. you know very uh dr- droning music from hans zimmer who farty nonsense yeah yeah hans zimmer who hasn't really done much that i've liked lately I mean, he's. Right. I love Hans Zimmer. It's just, it's just the last ten years have not been kind to him, I guess. Um, so, but when I when I finally saw the movie, and this wasn't until like much later, when it was like six dollars at Redbox uh, to to purchase. I mean, I watched it. It actually felt short, which is the weird thing. Unlike Blade Runner twenty forty nine, it it felt short, possibly because I had just read the book, and so I, I sort of knew what to expect. But the weird thing to me was that certain characters like uh, Duke Leto Atreides, the father of the main character, and Dr. Yui felt less developed in the new one than they were in the original. And this right. this can't be because they just, you know, they, they they shortened all the dialogue in the in the script of the, you know, just to fit uh, Denis Villeneuve's style, did they shorten the dialogue to allow for more, you know, uh, scenery and just you know artsy fartsy yeah, nonsense that, uh, as you might say shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no it seemed uh they, they were actually committed in this new version to give you all the exposition to give you all the the character backstory and and all of that try to fit every significant detail from the book into the movie and a few that they didn't need to fit in like like uh the scene where where a character is watering some trees and they, they explain sort of how this works the the uh ecology of uh of the planet arrakis but um let's see i i i I saw it and i uh i i got i thought it's quite like it felt quick as well Uh, i thought like i I wished i hadn't actually watched it i'd have just saved saved it for the the next um the next movie to be out and just watch them all together oh yeah i heard a lot of people. I didn't see it, but I heard a lot of people say it felt like it ended right when things were kicking off. Oh yeah. yeah. Did it? Did it feel like a change in uh, in uh, direction from Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Like, did it feel like oh uh, maybe that was too slow? We need to we need to have more going on. Um, I don't know. I no. I think it felt yeah like it, it's the same, but it's just it's half of a movie. It's the pacing's all off. Yeah. The the arcs are all out. The, the like the development of the characters is just a little bit out of whack. You, you, you can't just split something down the middle. A narrative is built to be a narrative over a certain amount of time. If you can't do it decent in three hours, I mean that's as long as people will put their bum on a seat for, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. That this last one's Batman longer. Movie was three hours long. Oh my word! Uh, don't Ooh, even yeah, get started I didn't, on that movie. I didn't watch that. Uh, yeah, I avoided it just because. What were people comparing it to? Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is another basically a mood piece, a mood piece yeah. that doesn't that you know it doesn't vibe with me. And these movies need to vibe with you to to work. Otherwise, it's 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 nothing. 
It's such a shame though, because I really get. I like. I liked quite a lot of it. I thought some of it was a bit naff, but we'll. we'll yeah. Um, some clips, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. So um, let's see. I should have prepared better. They're outline. in your bag, aren't they? They're down there. I can see them on the bottom of your. Um, oh yeah, they're right by your left foot, John. The bag. Of, the, oh, the... I I got them. I got them. By, by those. All right. Chips. So uh, the dialogue. They dumbed down the dialogue in the new in the new Dune. They modernized right. it, which the book it's based on is already a modern novel. I mean, obviously, uh, it's compiled from the chapters published in pulps. But uh, much like The Lord of the Rings, the author decided to use a romanticized sort of form of speech for the characters rather than purely modern. So changing the dialogue to, to make it sound... Probably this was done to uh, make it more approachable to, to people who aren't familiar with the book. Uh, you know, just make the the characters sound more normal, but it changes right. the tone. It cha- it changes the style of it in a way that I don't think is is uh, uh, flattering to the the content. No, like why have they done that? What's the what's the point of that? Is oh, that yeah. just to put his own stamp oh, yeah. on it? I uh, included a clip, uh, twenty twenty one Dune uh, dialogue. Let's Duncan, do it. Can I trust you with something? Yes, always. You know that. I've been having dreams about a girl. Arrakis. I don't know what it means. Dreams make good stories. But everything important happens when we're awake. Hey, you. Put on some muscle? I did? No. Wait, wait, what's the... I'm going to replay the last couple seconds. What's he say there? What's, Do you what's want the last bit? Yeah. What's, he what's says, oh, did you did you put on some muscle? He's doing a, he's doing a Christopher Nolan-style quip. He's, did you put on some muscle? And he says, no. And, uh, yeah, uh, Jason Momoa, yeah, right. uh, as Duncan Idaho yeah, is telling. Yeah, yeah. 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 It, it does feel, and it's interesting yeah, yeah. because it's from the same studio. It feels like uh, a Christopher Nolan style quip, in the background, uh, music which is, is what I would call it. Reminiscent, also. What was that? The background music feels like Nolan. I'm gonna hear this last the put on some muscle line. Oh well, that's because it's it's Hans Zimmer. Oh right, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, who's who did uh, most of the Christopher Nolan films? I'm gonna hear this one more time. The muscle bit. Hey you put on some muscle. I did. No. Uh. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, that is, not only is it not, it doesn't sound like it would come from that. And I can't, you know, I'm not going to uh, criticize it. You know, it's, it's not inherently a worse thing because I like the book, but the book is, it's great, I think. I, I read it. And, <laughs> um, you know, just uh, trying to uh, translate so that, I think, would get you a better uh, a better result than this generic uh, 2021 nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, are we, um, uh, are we comparing this to the? Tried to do that twice now. Oh yeah, are, are I put now... in a sample of dialogue from Dune, nineteen eighty four. The David Lynch version. All right, here's a compare and contrast. Here. Yeah. My father sent you to test me. Music, then? No music. I'm packing this for the crossing. Shield practice. Shield practice. Gurney, we had practice this morning. I'm not in the mood. Not in the mood. Mood's a thing for cattle and love play, not fighting. I'm sorry, Gurney. Not sorry enough. <laughs> yeah, it was better. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying uh, this is not the same scene. I should have, uh, if I, had, if I uh, had thought of it sooner, I would have taken uh, two bits of the same, same scene uh, done by the two different uh, films. You can hear this to compare and contrast immediately. But, yeah. And the new film does does occasionally put uh, directly translate lines from the original uh, from the book uh but it, right. it clashes with it clashes with most of the dialogue which is modernized 
Oh. Okay. I, uh, now, I saw the David Lynch one. Like I said, I haven't seen the new one. Um, and I didn't even know until you said that, Wallowim, that there was a uh, sci-fi series. Oh, yeah. Is the sci-fi well, series... Well, I did know there was a book, yes. I did not yeah. read it. Oh, yeah, there's a sci-fi series as well, yeah. yeah. Um, that was like, this, what was it, 2003, 2004, somewhere around there? Yeah, it was around, it was uh, early aughts. Is it worth actually watching? I tried. I, I I tried to take another look at that, and uh, it's like, it's like big budget for a sci-fi series, but no. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It, it has the same problem of having an unlikable uh, Paul Atreides, I think. Uh, I mean, my, uh, I, I didn't get into it yet, but my problem with, one of my big problems with the new Dune is uh, Timothy Chalamet as Paul Atreides. Who just he has a really grating voice. I, I'm sure they cast him because of what he looks like. His voice is real grating in this. And I I, uh, I think I, in the clip I I put in when he says Akis, he, he just sounds he just sounds like that. He he sounds like what I sound like in my head, or when I you know when I hear a recording of my voice. And it's like <laughs> right. that doesn't sound I, good. I yeah, <laughs> I always think of just that. Never listen to them. That's the Gary the, the Gary Larson Farsad cartoon where it's like those two like hunchback guys with glasses where their necks like come out from the center of their chest and they're like standing by this voice recorder and one of them's going my god do i really sound like that <laughs> it's like it's so, yeah. stu- it's so uh that that uh but yeah there, there's that oh, yeah, same with you, you uh you know your uh, voice and you're like oh god yeah you know uh moist critical that guy on youtube mm-hmm. or penguin zero i don't know what he what he's called he has the same thing where he, his, when I hear his voice, it sounds like I'm listening to my voice, and it's like, Ugh. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Well, so I just tend to do everyone else's voices. That's the easiest thing I can find out yeah. how to do. Just pick a guy, try and do his voice. Yeah. So uh, the the casting of Paul Atreides very important for Dune because the character could very easily be unlikable because he's you know the sort of prophesied hero. He do, he's trained his entire life to do everything you know perfectly. He has all these skills. Mm. You know he he's uh, he has this uh, knowledge, this supreme knowledge from uh, uh, you know all this foresight and you is know that he's, he's always isn't it isn't it from his like. Blood, like his his DNA or yeah. something, or like his bloodline. It's like, well, the it's very, yeah. These things, uh, like even reading the book, it's like you have to keep all these things uh, straight in your head because it's, yeah. So it is like it is like he's this uh, prophesied character, um, the Kisatz Haderach, I think. It's it's that's part of the confusion with with even the source material. Uh, Paul goes by so many different titles. There's uh, Paul Muadib. Uh, Paul Atreides, the Kisatz Haderach, the uh, there's an there's like two more. There's like two more titles oh, wow. he has. Yeah. Well, you know, he's probably changed his bank account several times. And... Yeah, because he has like he has a, a name that the Bene Gesserit uh, give to this prophesied character. He has the name that, that the Fremen uh, prophesy of, and then there's the name that he takes on uh, when he meets the Fremen. Then the name he chooses. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Usul. That was that was the one that the Fremen call him. And then he says, "Oh, what?" In the in the nineteen eighty four film, he says, uh, "What's the shadow on the moon called?" And they said, "Oh, we will call you Muad'Dib." Although in the book and in the new film, that's actually the name of a of a kind of mouse that that's on the planet of, of Arrakis. Right, I see. 
That's weird. Um, the choices that David Lynch des- decided to make. Who you could yeah, never that's... critique his thinking. I mean, he's just like a really out there guy. Yes, yeah, and uh, that's part of what I love about the original. The way uh, he portrayed. I think his biggest contribution was how he portrayed Baron Harkonnen, just making him this like uh, crazy evil vampire character that's like sort of uh just revolting in all the right mm. ways and and uh yeah i'd say that's where his authorship comes through most clearly uh, where uh denis yeah. villeneuve doesn't i don't think denis villeneuve really contributes anything it, it other than the kind of uh emptiness that i feel from a lot of his movies emptiness in a good way or bad way uh, well, I think that not very I th- good. I don't think he didn't seem very good to me. He was just, just uh, a bit kind of like floaty almost. Yeah, I feel that what he's trying to do is a sort of a, create a that sort of liminal space feeling. Like, have you seen yeah. that Twitter account that posts that posts uh, liminal, you know, liminal imagery or whatever? I think no, it's sort of what not. he's going for. But the only uh, filmmaker I've seen really like uh, nail that is Terry Gilliam. With like uh, like Brazil, where right. there's oh, that yeah. giant uh, catacomb good. that's all like uh, filing cabinets. Yeah, yeah Brazil. And there's a fun director. Oh yes. Yeah, I met uh, him. I met him once. He's a he's a dude. What what did you get? Uh, what did you, you guys talk about? I uh, did an interview with him, and I was studying, doing my um, film studies assertion at the time, or like doing my like writings and stuff. And uh, I was asking him about Brazil, which is was was the film that I was doing, and the dream sequences, the ones that you're talking about, where he's got the wings and the suit, and he's like flying around and just yeah, it's just I, I felt yeah. like that all of his movies so cool, man. He's an auteur. He's he's like someone that really put his stamp on it. Like like De- Dennis Villeneuve's auteurship, when you think about it, is just kind of bit bland, kind of meandering, aimless yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't help but think maybe what Denis Villeneuve is trying to do is get the audience to, you know, fill in details with their imagination. But I feel like that's impossible with, you know, modern modern computer rendering the way, I don't know, th- the way these things are processed. It just doesn't get my imagination going. It feels like the movie's doing it, I, all of it for me. Whereas I when I watched the 1984 film... Yeah, I thought the 1984 film was easy to follow, but this one was quite difficult to follow. Yeah, like I can't get mad when when there's uh, an outdated looking effect in in the original film because, you know it it's it feels crafted. Whereas I just mm. can't get that. Like I understand a lot. Like a lot of work goes into computer imagery and all of that designing things, going from concept art to the final film. There's loads of work, but so much of it is automation. Like when you think about it, right? Uh, it, more so than than uh, you know and. 80s film and I, I hate to be the guy that's just like old thing better because it's old but th- the reason I, I think I find a lot more uh, value in those older things is, is just uh, that they, they had fewer shortcuts which uh, made made it uh, creativity not an option my or example, not, not optional my example of that is always the prequel to the thing um, which was good don't get me wrong but the, the CGI was just st- Took, completely took me out of it. Whereas the original, the thing, well, not the original, but the the Kurt Russell, um, John Carpenter, the thing was like the pinnacle of practical effects in the eighties. Oh, you know, what I think and that it is still is it still uh, holds up. And the new one, it's like no matter how fancy CGI gets, it just has doesn't hold a candle to practical effects. And I think that's why so, the peak eighties peak yeah. uh, peak practical like movie making in the eighties was 
one of that's one of the reasons it was everything was so good back then. I think the the Dune comparison Apparently, still works. For the me. producers, from what I heard, the producers of the thing saw because the, the the creators of the new of the thing uh, prequel. They did make those. Uh, they did make practical effects for all these scenes, but the producers or the studio said, eh, "We don't like it. Ch- uh, replace it all with CGI." Oh God! No. And uh, my first instinct would be like, yeah. "They're the villains." But then again, uh, I do wonder though if maybe that kind of '80s practical effects. What if it just doesn't work with digital cameras? The kind of uh, today's they should filmmaking. Have at least give it a try. Yeah, I would be because I, if they if they already filmed it like that, man, I would love to see yeah. that version yeah. released. I would love to see. Yeah. I'd be so curious. Yeah. I would that say, yeah, like they should give it a try. I I do not know if they filmed that movie on film cameras or digital. Or, although uh, when when you see movies now that are filmed on film, they they kind of have that digital look because they're just processed with that clarity. Yeah. But uh, the thing is. Uh, Film grain, I think, yeah, adds I think to the sort of life, lifely look of a movie um, in a way that I think adds to it. It sort of fills in the. It, it allows your imagination to to uh, fill in the gaps when it you see it more f- uh, things that are that movies, would obviously. Not everything has to be in four K. Uh, I think what I, what I'm saying is uh, is the sort of uh, that warmth. Uh, it, it's hard to define that that uh, the texture of film. It sort of acts as a mediator between you as the audience seeing these things that are that would otherwise be clearly fake. It it sort of it sort of helps uh, sell the illusion. Whereas when right. you're yeah filming things in 4K and in, in perfect clarity, and you mm. and you see the actual Suffer. texture of these uh, pl- these plastic things, uh, and that might be part of it. Because when I saw the uh, the Sh- sure behind the scenes for the, the new the they thing, could bit, they could just do a bit of both. Because why have to go all in on one yeah. and, and not on the other? Well, that's what J.J. Yeah, Abrams Jurassic did Park, for the you know, Force Awakens or whatever, right? They had the they brought back oh. the uh, the actual puppets for some of the aliens and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, a, a good uh, uh, case in point would be Jurassic World, which I think looks hideous. The first uh, Jurassic World, <laughs> where uh, wait, is it's that been, it's is like, that like you know, Dinosaur a, Island? <laughs> okay, uh, it's they. Worse. <laughs> the they did use some puppets in Jurassic World, like there's a scene where they're they're comforting this dying uh, dinosaur, and uh, it's a puppet. It's like you know, been it's animatronic. It's made to look like it's breathing, but it, it doesn't give the same feeling as the original movie. I think part of that is when you have a new movie that's uh, digitally color graded. It's you know everything is through a blue filter. It makes it it makes everything feel digital, even when it's real. I see. I yeah. think that's a huge. Uh, I, I another example I, is. Uh, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's it's much better in film. Have you seen better. Mission Impossible Fallout? Yes. There's that sky skydiving scene or halo diving, halo jumping scene. Yeah. Which was done for real, like it was done for real, but it does it. It feels like just another effects sequence because they added in a digital storm, and it kind of takes away mm. that that uh, realness from it. And it is real, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel real because of the the effects, the, all that post processing that was put mm. into it. Even though I have to, you know, I have to uh, applaud their effort in actually filming this thing for real. It just it, if it doesn't come through in the final product, then then what does it mean? Well, no. they uh, they ruined it. Um, uh, back to Doom here. Did you want to compare the uh, the original th- the theme 
from the 80s one versus oh, yeah. the Zimmer, Hans Zimmer one? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, play the Dune theme. The, uh, the uh, original? Yeah. Sounding, mm, yeah, like yeah. That's the that's like the main theme. There's this feeling of grandeur, this epic scale. Uh, Hans Zimmer did uh, mostly uh, that sort of a uh, um, what do you call it when it's when it's like the, just long tone, stretched out tones, like sort of these whale sounds, just oh, like, a bit of percussion even, here and there. Like, yeah, uh, he just. I think his his uh, his idea was to make. Hans Zimmer's idea was to make a score that doesn't feel like any earthly music. Like it doesn't, it doesn't uh, go by the standards of anything uh, we find appealing in music. Which oh. I feel like this is just this is one of two things. Which is uh, the simple explanation is he's lazy, uh -huh. or he's just lost the passion for for doing uh, <laughs> you know that uh, standard, not standard, but traditional. Uh, sci-fi music and he needs to experiment and experimentation is great uh you know if you're if you, the product sells it but i do think he he took some inspiration from uh the original if you'll play the next one zimmer <laughs> That's lovely that is yeah like i'm not a music expert but it sounds like he he did he he's homaging the original here yeah, uh, like, mm. which i appreciated that but i i you know zimmer's version is just not the one uh that i listen to like i i listen to uh, movie soundtracks when i'm exercising and uh, okay. uh the original 1984 version is what i listen to not the the new one yeah it seems right. like there's a, it's... a little more get up and go in the uh yeah. Oh yeah. You could, like yeah, maybe I should have included one of the more boring clips of uh, Zimmer's score, but uh, there you have it. Well, oh, no, um, no, we don't want boring. It's uh, anything else on Dune? I don't know. We got a long ways to go. Is oh. there any, any closing thoughts on Dune before we move to the next subject? Oh. I'll just say oh, I, I'm a yeah, huge yeah. fan of uh, the uh, 1984 film. Good it's film. got charm. Beautiful. It's got lots of. David Lynch, the only person involved with it, apparently, who doesn't like it is David Lynch. Uh, he has uh, <laughs> had a recent article where he expressed a little bit more positive opinion about it. Apparently, it was just very stressful for him doing this big budget movie and, and having all these expe expectations on him and, and, you know, all these things that had to be pulled together in the end. And then a cut that was not in his control, which is, you know, not what he's used to, probably. But he did work with the producers again to do uh, Blue Velvet. And so, you know... I guess there's a happy ending there. <laughs> Very good. Love it. Blue Velvet's quite a sexy movie, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, Is that a sexy movie? Yeah. yeah I mean, oh, depending it, on your it, definition. Kind of. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I must have seen it when I was quite quite young. I think. Well, I don't, know, I I don't think I've seen that in a while. I mean, I haven't seen Dune in years either. I need to go back and revisit my my Lynch. Yep. Brush yeah, up that on one's got Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah. And oh yeah, we'll many of the actors that. that uh, yeah. Yeah. 
It's, it, I thought the other thing as well, when it got going, which was like right at the end and then it just sort of ended. But when it did get going and they were all fighting because of that, that silly uh, thing with the lights and that, you just couldn't tell what the hell was going on. It was just all like, oh, and with the, there's just like no explanation of why nobody's like shooting each other. And they're all walking around with the with the swords and stuff. And or did I miss that? Like, uh, where oh yeah, in did... in the 1984 version. Or well, I haven't seen that in ages, so I have to admit oh. I can't remember if they did. Explain yeah, it uh, the book. Reckon. Yeah, I don't know if the movies go into it. The book goes into a lot of you know loads of detail about the technology and what they can and can't do. Like they uh, they can't they have these guns called las guns, and uh, but they can't shoot at any at anybody who has a personal shield because it creates like a an ex, you know a feedback loop and an explosion the size of like an atomic blast or something. Oh, oh God. Uh, <laughs> What's <laughs> that's a that's dangerous tank. warfare? You got to really yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was uh, watching shoot. Yeah, <laughs> sweating. Yeah, you know I, I can't. Yeah, you know I, I can't attest to you know uh, complete uh, internal consistency with the uh, the source material, but there is quite a bit of detail uh, that you know uh, Frank Herbert was just quite went jarring. into creating the. Oh yes, I was just like, what on earth? Well, why didn't they just twist the Glocks? Where's the you know, well, obviously yeah. they don't have them. And then I kind yeah, of, they... when they started fighting each other, and there's all spaceships, and they're like spaceships, and 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 it's almost like knights and spaceships, almost. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there, there's a sort of a in between. Uh, there's uh, no horses. Area though, of weaponry that. Well, they no, did have a horse. I don't think they so. have a horse. I think no, they they something. use. Uh, ornithopters to get around those in the new film oh, they're like they things. look like dragonflies and those, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah oh and they ride on worms of course <laughs> well right at the end uh, who could forget who the could forget riding. riding on worms that's yeah we that, all was do the, it. that was the selling point for me originally. not enough worm not yeah. enough it's a bit yeah it's just yeah. hardly any worm actually see they didn't do that in trimmers or trimmers two or three that i remember loads of worms and trimmers um oh yeah now so I only brought one thing, so I guess I'll be, I'll go next, and then Woof uh, will do yours, and then we can end with uh, John's smiling print, and it'll be like a nice yeah. Halloween sandwich here. It'll be like a wrap around. Yeah, not a reach around. Um, wait, uh, wait, yeah. So I, this is the only thing that I've really watched in the last couple months. Um, so naturally, I figured why not bring it because I think more people should watch this show and give the show a chance. Everyone. I've talked to either loves it or hates it that's watched it. Um, and I'm going to avoid spoilers, pretty much at least any significant spoilers. And I hope that oh, doesn't nice. reflect on how... I hope I hope my presentation here doesn't reflect on the show in terms of um, making it seem boring. Because I'm leaving out all the, all the good fun stuff because I don't want to spoil it. I had a good job until my boss accused me of stealing! was out partying, minding my own business. You are under arrest. I'd better call Saul. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. Now that's from uh, Breaking Bad, Season 2, when Saul is introduced. It's uh, that classic scene where Badger's selling meth on the park bench, and this scrawny kid comes up to him. It's like, hey man, can I get some meth or whatever? And then he's like, 
dude, you're a cop, man. It's like, don't play me like that. He's that flower van over there and that gray van parked right there. <laughs> he calls him out. He spends like the, the first, like they sit there for like seven minutes and he's just calling him out for being a cop. And finally the guy convinces him. And then he's like, Albuquerque PD, get on the ground. And then the flower van and the gray van pull up. Um, <laughs> and they have to get, they have to use Saul to get uh, Badger out of jail. And um, now this is from that same episode, the first one with Saul in it. And uh, this is just, uh, this is when Walt and Jesse kidnap Saul to try to get them to get, get him to get Badger out of jail. Talk to me, guy. They, they, dra- they drag him out in the middle of the desert at night and have like a grave dug for him and take the hood off Saul. Talk to me, guy. Come on, just tell me what you want. Jesus. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, it wasn't me. It was Ignacio. He's the one. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Ahí, siempre, soy amigo. Siempre, siempre, Shut soy up, amigo man. del cartel. Shut up. I just speak English. Lalo didn't send you? No, Lalo. Oh, thank God. Oh, Christ. So he calls out these two. It seems like just gibberish. He's talking about these guys in Breaking Bad season two. Lo and behold, Nacho and Lalo are the two biggest characters um, in in that in the like Lalo Salamanca is like the main antagonist in the show. Better Call Saul. That's a prequel. There's so many things like this that were like in Breaking Bad as like what seem to be throwaway lines, it's almost like they had this whole thing. I mean, I'm, I'm doubt it's the case, but it's like, it was like, it's almost like break breaking bad was um, like the Saul story. Better call Saul was almost written out before breaking bad or while they were writing it, they had all this in their back pocket. There's just ah. example after example of the meticulous thorough writing of how these shows tie together. That is mind blowing to me. Some of the best writing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's decent writing. I have to admit. I haven't seen oh. the. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I haven't seen Better Call Saul, but um, it's decent, right? It's meant oh, to be very you good. St- you still there? I lost you for a second. Yeah, yeah no, we're all still here. Oh, it was, sorry. You were saying what? That how good it was. That it was. It well, I watched one episode, and 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 the missus wasn't really into it, and then I just never really watched it. But uh, I should uh, watch uh, it. Breaking Bad or it. Better Call Saul? Oh no, I've seen ba- Breaking Bad. We watched that as that was coming out, but um, Better, better Call Saul. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I I would argue it's better than Breaking Bad um, in a lot of ways, and the main reason for that is because Walt's and Hank's wives, uh, yes, Skyler no and Marie, no Skyler, Skyler and Marie are not in Better Call Saul, yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. huge plus. Plus, in Better Call Saul, you get the backstory of like Tuco, Gus, Hector Salamanca before he rings the bell and has the wheelchair before he has the ding ding thing, you know. Where podcasting the got that from? Yes. That's a fun fact that I had someone had to remind me of uh, that no agenda got the bell from Hector Salamanca. Yes, we have that um, on our Friday podcast. But alas, that is not today. Today is a Wednesday. Uh, well, that's only two days from now. Yeah, I'm sure they've covered it. They'll have it. Oh, God. Oh, Christ. Oh, I thought. What, what can I do for you, gentlemen? Anything. Just tell me what, what you need. This afternoon. An associate of ours offered you $10,000. You should have taken it. Wait a minute. This is this in regards to, to what's his name? Badger. Brandon Mayhew. The uncle. The, the uncle. That was your guy? <laughs> no offense, guys, but I, I don't take bribes from strangers. You know, Better safe than sorry. That's my motto. But I'll take your money. Sure. Nah. 
That offer's expired, Joe. Oh, it was kind of low anyways. But okay, okay, I'll, I'll take it. Just tell me what you need, all right? I'm easy. I'm going to keep a happy thought and assume this is just a negotiating tactic. Listen to me very carefully. You're going to give Badger Mayhew the best legal representation yeah. ever. But no deals with the DEA. All right, Badger will not identify anyone to anybody. If he does, you're dead. Why don't you just kill Badger? I mean, follow me, guys, but mosquitoes buzzing around you bite you on the ass. You don't go gunning for the mosquitoes. Attorney, you go grab a fly swatter, so to speak. I mean, all due respect, do I have to spell this out for you? We're not killing Badger, yo! Then you got real problems, okay? Because the DEA is going to come down on your boy like a proverbial ton of bricks. That was the... That was, uh... I can't remember what episode it is, but that's season two, Breaking Bad. Now, um, I don't... I think I... At this point, I can spoil Breaking Bad because that show's been off the air for a long time. At the end, yeah. when Walt... Uh, vacuum repair. They get the vacuum repair extraction, you know? You yeah. go to yeah, the vacuum yeah. shop and you... Uh, get the new identity and everything, pay like you know a million dollars, whatever, and the guy just gets you a new identity. Walt uh, goes to New Hampshire or whatever, but uh, there's a line in there in like the last couple episodes where Saul says, like, it's like, I'm, I'm out, I'm done. Best case scenario, I have a new identity a couple months from now and I'm or a couple years from now and I'm man managing a Cinnabon in a mall in Omaha. And, of course, <laughs> in, at the, the first episode of all the seasons of Better Call Saul, it's black and white, and it's because Better Call Saul is prior to breaking bad like six years before yeah uh, set up but yeah and it's look and uh i i almost guarantee you that walt and jesse will be in the uh this last season that's going on uh hank is already in there and st mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that but so it's gonna it's leading straight up into where breaking bad starts in season or season two of breaking bad but um if the start of every episode of better call saul is saul in Omaha, in a mall, and it's black and white, and it's after Breaking Bad, and he's the manager of a Cinnabon. Uh, I'm getting, now, uh, like, a bit of a connection issue. I can't quite hear you. It's, like, shaking in and out. Uh-oh. So, Me too. Who? That's better. So there's a... <laughs> did anyone... Did either of you see the movie El Camino? Yes. Oh, I did not. So that was... Oh. I think it was a Netflix original, so it should be still on there, but it's after... It's, like, what happens to Jesse after Breaking Bad. Yeah. After he's right. after Walt busts story. him out from that underground meth cooking dungeon, mm -hmm. um, the Nazis. Yeah. What I heard was that it was not uh, sort of necessary to the series, so I just sort of forgot about it. It had. It, I didn't. I didn't see it. It was a. It was a good movie, but yeah, it didn't. Um, it's nowhere as interesting and well thought out as Breaking Bad. I mean, as Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. But that's also because you can't really do in ninety minutes what you can do with five or six seasons of a show. Um, oh yeah yeah uh shows typically don't translate well to movies yeah, either they feel like an extended episode or they or they just uh the quality just drops yeah that's... I it's very good I, I really enjoyed it i thought it was uh it held its own and i think if i'd have seen that as a standalone without having seen anything i'd be interested in the whole thing thought it was quite good liked it you gotta i gotta see it you gotta watch uh better call Saul. the Oh yeah, I'm gonna steam right into that. You got to. So uh, yeah, I I loved Better Call Saul. How far did you? Yeah, my only it? thing, I watched uh, the first three seasons. It was a, it was uh, a while ago, so I I might need to refresh myself on the first three before I uh, watch the next few. 
So four and five are but, on, uh, also on Netflix. Yeah, I do remember the way I watched the first three seasons. Uh, I think I had it on like uh, slightly advanced speed because I just thought that I loved the show. I just thought it was really slow moving. Yeah, it does. The pacing is, I mean, it's kind of like Breaking Bad where the pacing was um, can be slow. But I think that's that uh, the the art or the arc of uh, the arc and the art of the storytelling is when something crazy happens. It hits that much harder when it's like with the it's it's a lot of shows are just like bam 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 but this is like more like a symphony because like it's you know things kind of slow down and then the crescendo hits even harder when not much has happened and then all of a sudden something's crazy is happening. I won't give any spoilers, but do you think four and five, especially five's uh, nut balls, nuts balls? Is this a matter? Do you think uh, you know how like just about every episode starts out with a, a very long scene of just watching a character do something, no dialogue, just sort of watching someone do something menial. <laughs> And then, you know, uh, do you think they, they put in those scenes just so that when something slows down later on, that you know, when it's building up for, uh, you know, something surprising to happen, is it so that it's more, it's it's less expected? So you're not just thinking, oh, things have slowed down for something. I'm expecting, you know, so, some terrible situation to develop. Instead, it's it's more just uh, part of the normal flow of the, the experience. And then something crazy happens. Um. I don't know. I guess I haven't analyzed it that much. I know the one thing that comes to mind that Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul did was a lot of Gus, uh, that Los Poyos Hermanos guy, uh, Gustavo. I have a Free. t-shirt. I have a Los Poyos Hermanos t-shirt too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, the, the Chicken Brothers. But yeah, so yeah, I think Gus brothers. like is a great like Gus. Sometimes Mike, but mainly Gus is the example of just a guy that's like exactly what you just described, where it's just him doing like menial, boring things. But they always have the ominous music in the background, and I don't know exactly oh, yeah. why that choice is made. But uh, I don't know. I I do have some yeah, uh, uh, that actor Gus. Yeah, I was just gonna say well, that actor Giancarlo Esposito. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but uh, he's just one of those uh, actors. When I, uh, I I hadn't seen him in anything before Breaking Bad, so when I was watching that, I just thought of him as that character. You know, yeah. like as it's supposed to be, I guess. So when you see the behind the scenes stuff, and he's just a nice guy, it's yeah. surprising. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, there's a couple um, actors that I've, like, only ever... Like, I don't think I've seen the guy that plays Mike in anything besides Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. And by the way, since we can, yeah, we can spoil Breaking Bad, what a bullshit way that Walt... Kill, like, Mike is, like, the main... Other than Saul, Mike is the main character in all of Better Call Saul. And, like, it leads yes. up, and, you know, it's, like, all this awesome backstory with him and his granddaughter and his son and all this stuff that you don't get in Breaking Bad. And then, so I was, like, re-watching Breaking Bad while I was waiting on... Uh, season six, like last year's, I was waiting on season six to come out of, and just the way that Walt just shoots Mike for no reason at the end of Breaking Bad was oh, just yeah. like, oh my god, it made me so mad. <laughs> it's just the dumbest way for him to die. I was also a bit, yeah, I was a bit taken out when Gus Fring dies with the explosion and him, yeah. you know, walking toward the camera and adjusting his uh, tie. It just the most felt un- like unrealistic you know, the, thing the that's show ever happened you- in in that whole universe, like. Out of all, out of oh, yeah, cause, El cause Camino and both to, shows, it's just like you, this guy. There's gets this feeling of verisimilitude, but then it's, <laughs> you're just thinking, how is he? How is he conscious? You know, he he could be like not okay. Maybe it didn't kill him instantly, but how is he standing? Yeah, he's like, and yeah, it's like he's he. So you see him. Well, I I don't know. It's just like it's the only thing in that entire show where I'm just like, it's this. You have to have such a suspension of disbelief where it's like, yeah, you you get blown up, your skull is showing, your eye sockets completely obliterated this half of your body is just 
burnt to a crisp. Like I said, you can see his skull, and he just walks out, adjusts his tie, and then just falls over. Yeah, it made no yeah. sense. There's like, nothing if, like if that. He was, if he was, like, dissolved in acid, like, if it was acid, I'd be like, okay, fine. He's, like, dissolving in acid, and he's, like, still sort of trying to look nice, adjusting his tie or whatever. But no, he was he was exploded. Like, I don't, I don't, I just don't believe it. It didn't make any sense, yeah. Um, no, yeah, that, there's quite a lot in that that doesn't make sense. I think Breaking Bad's really good, but it's uh, a little bit overrated. Um, it was good in in small doses. Like, there's little bits of it that are really, really, really good, but then there's other bits of it that are just kind of oh, yeah. like, uh And, yeah, I'm excited to do Better Call Saul, though, because everyone's told me that that's really good. And I, don't I think know it's why better. I watched it now. I think it's just an all-around better, better show. It's, it's, it's got to be better. Better than the bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. I was just working on a multi-million dollar lawsuit for one of my clients. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, a lawsuit sounds good, Saul, but uh, who can I sue? Who can you sue? Try police departments, libraries, construction companies, school officials, cleaning services, financial institutions, local and international, your neighbors, your family members, your church, synagogue, or other religious institution, your employers, your employers' customers, suppliers, companies in other countries, companies that made the drugs that were turned into the drugs that you took. The possibilities are limitless. But Saul, how can I sue these people and institutions? I have no grounds. Do me a favor. Let me answer that question in person. Better call Saul. So all these commercials are from, uh, I guess they were like extras on the Blu-ray or something because they didn't air in either show. Um, Just like bonus filler content. But here's another example of just them backtracking the the writing. There's this whole episode in Better Call Saul where... uh, Saul is his him and his uh he's got this fat buddy that are like con men and they'd run scams on people before he was a lawyer back when he was slipping Jimmy and he <laughs> he uh they see he's at this bar and he convinces this drunk chick that uh he's Kevin Costner and they you know it goes on for a little while and she wakes up in the uh over his house and she like looks at him she's like you know kind of hungover she's like you're not Kevin Costner and he, Saul looks at her and goes, I was last night. And, <laughs> and uh, then when I'm re-watching Breaking Bad, uh, you know, the this is, I guess, when Walt is and Skyler have the, uh, the car wash that they're going to use to launder money. And Saul's trying to convince Walt to get the laser tag. So this is in Breaking Bad. And uh, Saul tells Walt this. Let me tell you something. If you're committed enough, you can make any story work. I once convinced a woman that I was Kevin Costner, and it worked because I believed it. Right? It has nothing to do with the story. There's just like so many things like that where it's like, hmm. I don't know. It's I I don't know if I'm maybe just overly impressed by stuff like this because I'm already such a fan of the show. But there's stuff that like it's like, man, I never would have caught that until even like, it is. It is very well realized and good writing and really really well thought out. That, yeah. That, oh yeah. It's also one of those things that they could have just gone back to Breaking Bad and gone, all right, let's think about all that random stuff we wrote about. Yeah. yeah. Flesh it out a bit more. Yeah. I mean, well, no, I'm sure that's how it They're focusing on all those details. Yeah. Yeah. But when I... you do a character, maybe the character himself, I mean, you don't know how much the, because um, I remember everyone that I ever played as an actor when I was on the screen and the, the stage, I always imagined a whole backstory and like started writing a diary from their birth about what they got up to. 
and I've only ever get to it. like age four. I love but it. It was enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, looks like it's time for the old mail back. <laughs> Dear Mr. Goodman, according to the police, I may have murdered an elderly man. Help, Julie in Colorado. Julie. Don't use the word murder and don't write it down, ever, okay? Maybe this guy was just real old and he was about to drop dead of natural causes and you happened to be there. <laughs> I, just, uh, I just, I don't know, like I said, I don't know why they made these. They're just like, as far as I can tell, just bonus filler material on the DVDs, but I got one more commercial. So you won't hear this on the show. I, like I said, I went out of my way to do think to pull things that weren't going to be any this kind of spoilers. Very kind, very kind of you. To, to do no spoilers, I tried. I knew you hadn't seen the show, so it was like, well, I, actually, I take that back. I thought you hadn't seen the show, but you did see the first episode, so I should be able to spoil anything that I want. <laughs> okay. This one's easy. So one day you hear a knock at the door, and suddenly the cops have your face down in the dirt. Turns out the meter reader came by and got himself a big surprise. Or the neighbor boy climbed the fence and Fluffy or Princess mauled the kid up pretty good. Here you are, facing three to five in an orange jumpsuit. Oh, no, you aren't. Better call Saul. Repeat this key phrase. That's not my tiger. Turns out the best defense is still a good offense. Where'd the tiger come from? The zoo. And you can bet we're going to sue the bars off of them. What were you doing buying 80 pounds of raw meat every week? Ever hear of the Atkins diet? And I'll help you get that tiger's furry ass to Texas ASAP. Because guess what? Tigers are still legal in Texas. Yeehaw! <laughs> I have fun doing this job. Oh, <clears throat> one thing. You don't have to bring the tiger into my office. So, if a tiger's got you by the tail, legally speaking, better call Saul. There you go. Wow. Sound advice. I do have some ISOs, and then I'm done with my... Uh... His uh, advertising to the future, to the Tiger King. Well, there's a movie <laughs> I'd like to see. Oh. Saul represents the Tiger King. Oh, man. He plagiarized the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how some people can do that. I mean... I don't know who the like the creator behind Breaking Bad what the, what his name is, but it's the guy that very... uh, did the X Files, Vince Gilligan, or he he, oh, he was a writer on the X-Files. oh he he worked on it. He uh, wasn't the creator uh, of the X Files. Okay. Yeah. Something Carter cool. was the X Files guy. That's pretty cool though. Yeah, he's uh, he's done a good job. I have to commend him. I mean, the female characters he tried at least he gave it a go. Could well, uh, I a like female. I like Kim, the uh, the f- main female character in Better Call Saul. She's way be- more tolerable and way cooler than Skylar or Marie. Yeah, yeah they probably. I remember talk, talk to some women early on in the show. Uh, I think uh, Vince Gilligan said something about it would be weird if this show ended up lasting longer than Breaking Bad, and it did. <laughs> and now it is longer. At I least suppose. it's longer in terms of s- seasons. I don't know if it's longer in terms of episodes. Um, but I think it is. Right on par, oh, yeah. at least, because this last season has yeah. got 13 episodes. But one of my concerns was just that Bob Odenkirk looked... He, when the show started, he already looked significantly older than he was in, you know, when he appeared first in Breaking Bad. Yeah. But, you know, that's just one of those things you got to accept. Yeah, that was one... I didn't realize how much of a difference there was till I went back and watched, like, season two of Breaking Bad, and yeah, Saul is 
Saul looks. You can definitely tell the age difference, even though. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I got. I got. These are these are see, that's too long of the to be proof, honest, isn't it? Because if they'd have lined it up the other way around, they'd have made him look really old. Right. So they obviously did it the other way around. They should just George Lucas the uh, Breaking Bad and make Saul Goodman older. <laughs> that's just a, digitally. Yeah. Digitally yeah, replace him with a CG older model. Get get him to just retake it as oh, yeah. he is like just, now. Yeah, green screen in it. Just like replace his head. <laughs> God. Just, that um there there one thing I will say, like all the flashbacks to when Saul is supposed to be like younger when he's slipping Jimmy. And it's just like yeah. the same exact Saul, but they have like a mullet wig on him. That was like, okay, yeah. what are we doing here? <laughs> That was pretty goofy, but I mean, you gotta have that plate. Yeah, Um, uh, yeah. That's why in uh, in Breaking Bad, whenever they did uh, flashbacks, then they they sort of uh, they framed them sort of from a a bit more of a distance, so it could be more believable. I think. Yeah, Hmm. yeah. They they don't like show close ups of uh, Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad whenever there's a flashback, from what I remember. At least not super close. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy. Uh, sorry, I missed. I forgot that wasn't the end of the clip. <laughs> There's a no. I'm trying to. I these are a little too long to be ISOs, so maybe you can help me decide which couple segments seconds of these things need to be the ISOs. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. Zombies. I got a guy who knows this guy who knows this Rain Man type. Right? He lives with his mother in her in her basement in Belarus. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many of those can be. This one's ISO okay. material for sure. Hey, Francesca, how about I follow you home? No. <laughs> For safety. What? God, you are killing me with that booty. Mm. That, that one. That's got to that's be it. God, you are killing me with that booty. Mm. I can, yeah, I'll take that one. Save that. Put that one in, mm. the, in the collection. Paging Dr. Phil. My daddy's a drug dealer, and my mommy turned him in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, but say, you know, just for the sake of argument, the kid's not in the mood for a nuanced discussion of the virtues of child poisoning. You know, his plans are running more towards stabbing you to death with a pointed stick. In that scenario, then what? <laughs> All right, this is my... Uh... Well, that's the end. In that scenario, then what? <laughs> uh, this, this, is my, uh, this is my last one. This is from, I think it's like season three of Better Call Saul. Um, out of context, I think this is probably even better. Ah! Hey! Hey, fella! You all right? <laughs> hey, buddy! <laughs> hey, would you answer me? Uh, hey, answer this, ball. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> hey, bro! Be nice, all right? This guy right here is trying to help you. Help yourself to some of this, you butthole. Hey, hey, we're not buttholes, but, all right? So stop but saying that. Oh, yeah. but, but, butthole. Hey, man, but, what's your problem? But, but, my problem is I'm standing here talking to a couple of buttholes. Actually, you're not standing, you fat bastard. You're laying on your fat ass. Hey, I'll run house kick you right in your head. You think I want? I'll come in at McDonald's where you work, I'll buy the whole damn place. And I'll fire you. I'll say, drop your mops, you buttholes, because you're fired. And then I'll roundhouse kick you right in your stupid heads. 
I'll go John Claude Van Damme on you. I'm keeping the money. Here you go, fatty. I got dibs on that watch, man. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I isolated the ISO in that one already. Problem. But, but I probably am standing here talking to a couple of buttholes. Actually, that's, that's, the, that's it right there. <laughs> yeah, problem is I'm standing talking to a couple of bottles. Right. Yeah, I like that. That's good. All right. That's that's all I got for today. Well, thank you very much. Um, that was that was great. I very much look forward to watching Better Call Saul. And you should pick it up as well while I wait from season three where you left off. I, I shall. Promise me. Someday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I, I, I plan on getting well. back into it. There you go. That's that's as good as that's as good as you're gonna get. Well, yeah. I instead of doing a show or anything, I took a snapshot of something that I found by a recommendation, which was from someone to go check out this channel called You Can't Stop Progress on Bitshoot, and I found them on on YouTube. But this says that it's show 251, but I think they've been cancelled quite a lot because. What they do is is they, they take clips from the media and lots of social media clips and all sorts of different clips and, and post them in a sort of array that tells a narrative, each one. And they're very interesting the way that they frame it in the way that they do it, the, the, like the speed of it, just one cut after another. I've seen quite a few of these and I felt that they're really good sort of like little snapshots of the the time and space where we're at. So that was the critiquing on the thinking behind what I brought today. And um, the first one is, uh, says uh, it's called wannabe It's 50 seconds long. And I think this kind of sets the tone for where we're at. And I'll, I think this would be a bit interesting. Like where, how did we get here? And I was, you know, I got so like turned on when I would see like a group of black women from Grand Rapids just kind of huddled in a group. And when I would see a group of black what? men huddled in a group, I would just think to myself, damn, they're so cool. They're so dope. They're so awesome and amazing. I want to be a part of their group. I want to be a part of their clique. I want to be a part of their gang or whatever. And when I saw the group of black girls huddled in a group i just thought god they're so sexy man they're so hot i would just love to bang the shit out of them each and every single one of them that i was staring at from inside of a moving vehicle i have no comment i'm gonna refrain from saying anything about this until i know what's going on (laughs) well this is just a a, one clip a video of a of a, a guy a white guy in a park and his He's, I'm, I'm guessing he's on TikTok or something, and he's just trying to be, I don't know, um, explosive and land with a splash and, and have people troll him and stuff, I guess. I don't know, but it's, it's just this whole thing. It's just like what where we're at, where it's like you have to go and say stuff like this to set the tone to for other people to see it and pick it up and just be like, what on earth? <laughs> what, why would you say that? And what you like from a moving vehicle? Is is he is he just doing stand up and trying to joke? It's it's just weird, isn't it? It's just yeah, weird. that was strange. 
but there that's what they sort of opened up one one with that you could like because most of these are just the audio friendly ones a lot of them are just videos of weird stuff happening and it's it's very uh it, it, it reminds me of the drudge report in a in a way where you would just look down old school drudge report and one after another all the headlines would begin to form a narrative um, each little clip that they do together, one after another, starts to form that narrative, and, and you so get. So these guys like aggregate from. just weird clips from the internet. Is the vibe I'm getting? Yeah, yeah, and put them on BitChute, and then get taken down from YouTube, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. where that's where the that's where the people on BitChute most of them are there because they got taken down from YouTube, or they plan on being taken down from YouTube soon. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's a badge of honor, isn't it? But yeah, the next one's from a uh, a high school board meeting, and it's someone on the on the actual council, and I think they've been asked a question about who they are and what they stand for and what they're about, and they stand up and give this answer. Uh, I would, I, I don't think there's another way I, I could oh, live. I do loud as well. I think I might have boosted them a little bit too much. You might want to soften them up a little bit there, or maybe I'll turn it down a bit. Yeah, um, uh, I was trying to think of some kind of play on words with critique all thinking and critical race theory. Yeah, that's another thing I thought as well. Yeah, when I wrote it, I thought, oh, critical thinking, critical race theory. Uh, I I don't think there's another way I I could live. I do racial justice and liberation work um, because I, I see my white advantage everywhere I go. And I also see the way white supremacy, capitalism, patriarchy are locking me into systems that are really not working for me either as a white person. It's jacking up my relationships. It's jacking up my kid's school system. It's jacking up the healthcare system. It's jacking up my relationship with the environment. And I, I really feel like a lot of these systems just need to be hospiced out. And we need an entirely new way of engaging with each other that is much more radical and loving. So for me, racism's operating all the time. I think you guys got the definition, a system of advantage based on race. That's David Wellman's definition. So um, there's nowhere where it's not operating. Does anyone know when did, was Brookline High founded? 18, 1834? I wrote it down somewhere. So, you know, this, this building was built during chattel slavery. So there's, there's really no part of where we are that hasn't been touched by structural racism and intersecting forms of oppression. So I got to do this work, y'all. I got to get free. I feel like my life depends on it. So Thank I have you for to, like Ann Braden says. I know it's crazy that, you know, far right people are going after critical race theory. I'm a critical race practitioner. Like that is the way school should be taught. The only thing it's doing is asking, how is racism operating here? It's not that complicated, right? It's an incredible theor- theoretical practice. So I hope that the school considers like actually teaching critical race and then go to the media and tell everybody you're doing it. <laughs> a little chuckle at the end there from the audience. Well, the, well, that was actually just from the people that were mic'd, which were the people on the on the the committee. And then you had everyone else who were asking the questions and spouting off. As far as I understood it, I tried to glean as much as I could from the video, but obviously these are little short clips and it's very tough because to, they're out of context, a lot of these. And it's it's the context thing is a, is a difficult thing to get your head around when you see a lot of things. Like this next one's only 10 seconds long. And you think, well, 10 seconds, how out of context can you be in 10 seconds? But this says it's the the president's position. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. <laughs> I mean, Wait, can I hear that again? Yeah, that's that's uh, Circle Back Saki. Yeah. 
Pit Pit. So I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date, and we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes, and that's the president's position. They just like, threw that in there, just like that, 10 seconds. Encouraging bash. protests outside of judges' homes. This is about the yes. Roe v. Wade, I'm assuming. Yeah, so that's what it's sort of morphing into. And then the next couple of clips kind of are sort of really like really weird. There was a couple of where there was a of, of people just walking into shops and just taking things off the shelves, putting them into bags and walking out, and someone else just filming them doing it. And then a lot of the time when they had to walk past the person filming it, they just get in the face of the camera and go you know, shouting obscenity or whatever. But obviously it's, it's no good for an audio-only podcast, but that I'm just like filling in the gaps here. Like That's what they were a lot of them were like that and there were some like quite violent ones and cars and just all sorts of social media posts of things that are happening all across tiktok i suppose oh, <laughs> I it's like felt, mostly it was TikTok. really overwhelming tiktokers i think it could be yes probably i mean it must be like who else would encourage I, this sort of wild behavior other than the um the owners of tiktok i think like one of the things that's made me laugh harder like way harder than it should have but one of the things that has made me laugh the hardest all year was on OBDM when uh, Mike was talking about all the ticks he has in his yard at his farm in Ohio and how his dog keeps getting ticks on him and he gets ticks on him from his dog. And yeah. they started a segment on the show called Tick Talk where they talk about ticks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, saw I heard that. I love That's that. That's weird. I was actually out here whilst I was listening to the stream and I heard that as well. That was good. Um, so yeah, the the next one basically goes from doing something like that where they're saying about the protest and the peaceful protest, and then the next one is a at a protest, and it's um, someone with a camera and a microphone, and they're just asking questions to someone that's standing there with a t-shirt and a sign. I believe in abortion after birth. Would you, would you support? I believe in whatever the woman wants to choose to do. That's her choice. At any point of the child's life, at any point of the lady's life, that's her choice to kill another person's body. It's going to always be her choice. Even after the baby's born? It's always her choice. Oh, so if God. they're two years old? It's always her choice. I can kill my two-year-old. It's a woman's right to choose to kill their child at any point. It's a woman's right to choose. Look how happy that baby is. <laughs> I mean, what? Well, I'm sorry, Wallowin. You obviously didn't uh a bargain for something like this but i just thought it was crazy it's just like a, it was almost hypnotic like i've been given a line and i have to repeat it that's yeah that my, was weird that's my line oh no I, just... I i have trouble listening to like uh you know people talking in public people confronting each other it's just like eh, it's <laughs> just one of the no uh it is uncomfortable yeah it's crazy it's craziness <laughs> Yeah. I mean, obviously, the whoever's doing. I mean, the when there's the when there's like a, a Russian bot, but you know, I'm a Russian bot. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. <laughs> I'm part bot. What were you saying, Wallowy? Oh yeah, just like just like a public thing. Uh, I can't listen to debates. It's just things, just little things, just get on my nerves. Like I wouldn't have said that. I would, I, or you know, even though yeah, when I'm put into this position, I can never think of the right thing to say, but I still <laughs> have to judge everything. You know, yeah. when, uh, when there's a debate, whenever there's someone sharing their thoughts, yeah. But this craziness, I, I would, I would have no response. <laughs> it's almost like it's all set up 
and every single thing of it is set up just to be a thing to be set up to be a thing but it's not because there's also it, they pull in from all different stuff like the next one is according to the cdc and it's from a news report and it's 11 seconds and it just like flash hits this according to weird. the cdc hospital admissions data shows the number of teenage girls who have been suicidal has increased 50 percent nationwide since 2019 yeah, no shit. Like uh, that would that would be well obvious. To, that would be due to like uh, in part what lockdowns, business foreclosures. Oh uh, yeah, just just a little bit. Yeah, being stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, and then all they have to do, and then now they're on TikTok and Instagram like ten times more than they would have been. Mm-hmm. They're not learning, that's for sure. No. Whatever they were teaching them before, they're not learning it. I didn't do fucking shit. No. Uh, yeah, well. you know how. It, you you think uh, things are progressing to the point where people are just going to have like chips in their brains that act act as their uh, social the new social media? But does it even does it even matter? Like it's 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 bad enough as it is with with right. people always you know eyes glued to the the phone being indoctrinated basically into uh, all this stuff. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just it's just something I try not to think about too much because it's I think it's not uh, happy. It... Interesting enough that when you look at something like David Lynch and what he was doing in June and he was putting together in his own little way a sci-fi epic and this person when they're releasing their little epic every single fortnight and they're collecting and collating all these different sources and little bits from all these different things just to hope to go viral I guess. Like at the moment they're they're sort of around 6,600 subscribers on BitChute, but maybe they've changed their channel several times. I don't know. I've only just seen it in the last day or two. I just find it very interesting that media itself and people will spend the time looking at something like this for an hour and a half, and they've got a stream that goes on the, the YouTubes. That's where I found this. I downloaded it on my No Agenda phone and then put it into an open source uh, audio, was it, workstation, and um, sliced it up. Bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. Slice and dice. Well, you know, when when we get to this stage, it's like the next stage is uh, we just get all we have is podcasting for like the next however long it is, basically. Anything to keep me off TikTok. That is a thing, isn't it? I haven't got one. I don't really want to do the old TikTok. I'll do TikTok on the tick. Is it TikTok talk? TikTok TikTok. TikTok. Where you talk about TikTok? Things. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, because I got some some tick stories. But other than other than that, um, no. I love you, Alex Jones. I love you, Chris. <laughs> he's right. If you ever see me on TikTok, <laughs> if you ever see me on TikTok and I'm acting like a, a cartoon character, like an animatic for a cartoon, I yeah. you have my permission to end my life. Yeah, I I. I I didn't know at first if you if you ever see me like using my phone and I'm looking at TikTok or if I'm just happen to scroll through TikTok and I'm like oh hey that's you oh, like no. I see you in a video ah uh, you know those like uh, cosplay videos or like those videos where people are are uh, mouthing someone else's uh, dialogue from a movie or something oh, like that God, yeah. or music and Ugh. and they they're acting they're acting like you know I, it's funny because you see behind the scenes videos of people who are working on like animating hand drawn disney films and they they like film themselves like you know doing these uh expressions you know with their hands with their faces and and it, it translates very well into animation it makes animation look more lifelike but when you apply those principles to real life and you try to act like an animated character then it creates a new kind of uncanny valley effect 
Yeah. And that's what you see on TikTok. I, I don't like it at all. It's very uncomfortable. It's like uncanny <laughs> I'd rather society. I'd rather argue with people on the street about abortion than like watch TikTok videos. Oh yeah. Yep. I, yeah. I don't want to do either. But, but both are as dangerous as each other. Yeah. <laughs> one's more well, of a slow burn. Um, oh yeah, one's a slow burn. We got a bunch of clubs coming up. <laughs> yeah. I, in fact, we do, and it's about halfway through mine, although slightly before. But I do need a little whiz break, so I'm going to hit the bucket and um, maybe play the next one because I think it's there was a few there was one that I cut out because it was actually really offensive and there's a couple where there's oh man that that's go, the ones I want to hear I want to hear the like the most outrageous offensive ones oh really okay well I left one on the floor maybe I'll throw it to you as a, <laughs> as a bonus <laughs> and you can slide in there just yeah just just because we play a clip doesn't mean we endorse it well yeah there's that yeah I mean, it, but it was, it was bad. It was pretty bad. It, I think it was one of the comics that was just like trying to go really, um, really all out on it. We'll save it for the uh, critical thinking part two, I suppose. All right. Oh, whoops! That's not what you were looking for. This may come as a surprise to you, but I rarely get misgendered by children, especially because when I'm out and about, like, in the world, I always have a mask on. So, like, you can't... You would think I'm a lady, which makes me feel a lot better than being called a man. And so sometimes kids will say that because they see the long hair. And even if a child did misgender me, I would not blame the child because they don't understand the ramifications of their actions. I would absolutely blame the parent. Why the fuck are you raising your child in a binary that's going to oppress them and everybody else? Like, I don't, I don't understand, like, why we're clinging to these archaic ideas about gender and why we're perpetuating them and thrusting them upon kids. Like... Your kid will probably be some version of queer. Anyway. Ugh. Your kid will probably be some version of queer. What's that mean? I don't know if I like that. Yeah. You know, the reason we have all these norms, the reason, uh, you know, things are the way they are, and I know these people will disagree with it, but it's because they just, they've worked. They've worked for us. The binaries, <laughs> as they call it. You know what those people would say, And though? now when they... Well, slavery we worked for a while, too, but we stopped that. Yeah, slavery, when it started out, was an alternative to just exterminating all of your enemies, wasn't it? That's true. It, it wasn't uh, the so race. It was, a, it was an element uh, was sort of invented in the the Enlightenment, basically. Like there, there wasn't this idea of uh, people being uh, different. People having, you know, they're are they? Uh, it's hard to say. <sighs> this could be just nonsense, but from from uh, what you hear, like the the the, the concept of of like people having different levels of intelligence based on their race uh, is a, is a modern thing. Like it, within the last few hundred years, it was Darwin and uh, Galton, Francis Galton and Charles Darwin pioneered that kind of thinking. Oh, those those guys! I think I've got an ISO if you want to play it. <laughs> oh God, they're so evil! Just please, God, free us from them. Uh, I don't see your ISO. Oh, it should be there. That's oh, is it worse straight? Uh, no, it says ISO, English MAGA, one second. But I've said it now, so I guess we can just go. Uh, Must be there somewhere. I don't I think see it was it. like after, after the eighth one, somewhere number eight, around there. Oh, no. But it's fine. I, uh, there was a whole, whole well, list of things. Let me see. Maybe, I, maybe it's on the, uh, maybe I missed it on the Proton Mail. It's, on, it's in clip eight anyway, so that can be a little clippy tease. Okay. But to get to clip eight, you have to get through six and seven, and um, six well, we, is somebody's child. 
We did you do that? We did, did do, do six. Do yes, we did do six. Oh right. Oh, it was painful, right? It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It doesn't paint a pretty picture, does it? When no, it's kind of making me it. depressed. Yeah. Well, they just lighten up a little bit. To be fair, let me just show you some fun stuff I found on Twitter. <laughs> You're a blue pilled fucking cuck. You, honest to God, are a blue pilled fucking pussy faggot ass cuck. See, I'm yeah, glad you. I'm glad you I got cut. rid of all the. Uh, I'm glad you got rid of all the offensive ones. <laughs> would you rather have those <laughs> uh, well now I've learned my lesson <laughs> no I, uh, well, I I think like um, the more offensive the better when it comes to uh, to pulling clips I mean there's there is a limit but yeah. the, but the, what, I haven't found that limit yet I have not crossed the red oh. line oh okay <laughs> Now I know. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm always trying well, to find the next, that the, ne- the next one's about them next door to me, so you might as well play that. It's called The English. You know, that's just really fucked up of you, Grease Wizard. Punk-ass fucking English maggot. <laughs> you and all your other fucking man-whore, faggot English man-friends. He's talking about cigarettes. fucking whores that you fuck. And all you fucking man-whores in America. You can all eat shit. Where the what the... F- what freaking dimension is this little creature from? <laughs> oh, I don't know, Al. I don't know. Now, is this... I'm going to guess by this title... I should have been playing this game already. Actually, uh, Wallowim, you can play this with me. Clip 9 is titled Cake Gender. I'm going to guess oh, it's okay, about a gender yeah. reveal birthday party. Uh, <laughs> cake. Uh, do you have a guess what Cake Gender is about? It's a 45 seconds uh, long. I would think... Uh... It's, it's cake is probably symbolic of like your gender has these layers, like or maybe your gender has a, a you know, like an ice cream cake. Yeah, like <laughs> a like cake it. or like an onion. Well, I could have called it cake oh, no. agenda. Uh, okay, so it should it's be ogre gender. Gender's a social construct, you know, like the cake is a lie. Oh yeah, it's a stretch. Okay, I would describe gender genders as a gender that could not typically be be described with terms such as masculinity, femininity, neutrality, androgyny, things like that. It's more of not how you relate to a particular gendered um, experience, but more of how you relate to things. For example, cake gender. Um, I know a few people who personally use this. Um, It's typically described as them feeling light and fluffy or sweet and warm and it's not something that you could typically describe with the terms masculine, feminine, androgynous, etc. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors to their particular gender. Wow. <laughs> you understand? All right, so I think I was, uh, she got to my point right at the end there, but yeah, I think, I'm glad I planted that seed in her head. I think, I think you nailed it. Yeah, you're closer than I was. Yeah. What, when I was having a whiz was? What? <laughs> What when I was out, I had uh, hitting the bucket. I went to the, to the to the bucket to hit the bucket, but never oh, mind. You're a whiz wizard. Yeah, I'm a whiz wizard. Yeah. The next one I think is the the second to the second one of the longest ones. Limited bands. I think. Are you planning the, to? Oh yeah, we kept, we got to guess what what this is. Oh uh, yeah, sorry, I was near, I spoiled that. Lim- limited band. Um. I'm going to say it's not about abortion. I'm going to say this is about guns. I'm going to say that you should know. Okay. Well, I, you have a guess. Uh, <laughs> Wallowane, you want to stab in the dark? 
limited bands one sixteen. Say limited limited bands B A N S. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I would think. Uh, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is the abortion issue. Yeah. So no, but they 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 switch over, and I left all of the boring bits so that you can hear how boring this man who's driven the media is. Are you planning to let Donald Trump back on? Well, I, I think there's there's a general question of Elon. Should Twitter have permanent bans? Um, and you know, I've, I've talked with Jack Dorsey about this, and uh, he and I are of the same mind, which is that uh, permanent bans should be uh, extremely rare and really reserved for uh, people where they're trying to uh, for, for accounts that are uh, bots or uh, spam scam accounts. Let me just uh, show you some fun no stuff I found on Twitter. Um, I, I do think that uh, uh, it was not correct to ban Donald Trump. I think that was that was a mistake um, because it uh, it alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. He is now going to be on Truth Social, um, as will uh, a large part of the sort of the the right in the in the united states um and so i think this could end up being frankly worse than having a single you know a single forum where everyone can debate uh-oh elon's a nazi now i mean authenticate all the humans i just can't imagine like there's no scenario that i can imagine where you can justify banning the sitting president of the united states he was still president when they kicked him off twitter that's crazy that's crazy yeah, was it over the uh, the idea that he incited insurrection? Yeah, he incited those, those times. He, he incited an erection. Yeah, those With, uh, peacefully times. and patriotically make your voices heard. Or... Yeah, you know the one where they stayed within yeah. the little velvet ropes. Yeah, they had their little self guided tour. I know Norm Macdonald pointed that one out. Yeah, I was taking my constitutional right to a self guided tour. It looks like you're having a good time. Uh, what do man. we what do we think of Elon Musk? Is he is he one of the good guys, or is he going to put chips in our brains that are going to turn us into automatons? Or I think he's something? definitely working on the Neuralink thing. I don't know. It's it's. If hard I to tell. had one question yeah. to ask him, I'd say, which horseman are you? <laughs> oh yes, yeah. You know, I do. I do feel like uh, he might. He you know he might. I you know he might have benevolent intentions. I don't know, but I do think uh, you know just putting technology in people's brains is and making it a widespread thing is the first step down a path we maybe don't want to go down yeah i like his, i like step, that he posts it's, memes it's a, i like i like that he's a meme guy i like that he posted that picture of bill gates next to the pregnant man emoji um elon's like he's he does funny stuff he's yeah. just funny memes i don't like yeah um i don't like his spacex thing where they fake all that space stuff i mean i don't know if it's all fake but a lot of that's pretty fake like the mouse. Hey, you can tell it's rocket in it space. So you see a mouse crawling on the outside of it. It's like, how does that work? Uh, that's, that's a space mouse. Yeah. It's part, it's I don't see a helmet on that part mouse. Of the specials. Wow. That's just, yeah, space. You've not seen much yeah, just, uh, television. I think today he tweeted about the ESG uh, thing. Yep. Have you talked about that? Um, no Agenda talks about it a lot. Yeah, the uh, oh, environmental yeah. social governance. Is that what that stands for? Yeah. Basically, yeah. like your uh, your corporations yeah, it, getting phased out if you don't have the right climate policy and yeah, stance and the right well, JW stuff. Yeah. Wasn't it more about 
like uh wasn't it more about uh um like subsidizing uh uh corporate practices that would lead to uh i think it was supposed to be about environmental health but it's also all these other things like uh you know equity. diversity i think yeah yep equity all of that yeah blackrock's a big part of that if i remember right well i mean it's just a bit interesting that they would throw that sort of thing into this sort of mix playing on that 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 feeling of the the pendulum swinging back perhaps and the the right reclaiming some sort of but i think it's like a 360 pendulum that just goes around the center totally like all the time yeah it goes circles, from one cra- it crazy goes, thing to another it goes back and forth while it circles the drain that's it yeah, yeah. But, i mean like uh, uh we need to be at a point of freedom not not it's not just the idea of you know, it turning back towards social conservatism or, or infer- enforcing va- uh, a different set of values from what, uh, you know, it has been enforced in the last few years. Think, it's more about just yeah. getting to a point where it's it's natural. It's people and uh, making their own decisions without being propagandized to or without that being enforced. The thing is how people consume, how I, them, that, consume their media and these little skits and these little hits where you have different things i mean this next one is uh i think it's from a video podcast where they're talking about another a bit of beef between two podcasts like this is how people are uh are going with it where they're ignoring the sort of mainstream and they're living in these little ecosystems these little bubbles where they like who they like and that's about it really they you know they get on with who they get on with yeah and they swim swim in little like the schools of fish like mo said this is the real world right here this is not fantasy land. <laughs> uh, moisturized yeah. and happy in your lane, as they say. I apparently say I like just so that I'll have content. Oh, I mean, my God. Ethan Klein, H3H3. Yep. Wow. The first champion oh, yeah. of the oh, very first this. Battle of the Douchebags. Okay. I used to be a fan. <laughs> I, I regret to say. Yeah, he, he won our first Battle of Douchebags. He went up against 15 other douchebags and emerged as the champion. I apparently say See, I like. Is, Sorry, Ethan Klein is is uh, the case in point for why you shouldn't start a podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, it this turns you what, into the villain. This is yeah. You die, you you either die a hero, you live long enough. <laughs> either die a hero, to or you live long enough to see yourself become the podcaster. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, what is all this stuff? I apparently say I like just so that I'll have content. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Like, to even think of that. But that's pretty, what he does, though. Isn't that, like, literally what he did? He, like, goaded <laughs> Etika into, uh, into like, you know, really horrible things that happened to, to, to Etika? Like, he did that. Like, yes, he was yes. trying to desperately create content. Etika was in the content. midst of a Let me guess they're talking about complete Keemstar. mental breakdown, like a bipolar psychosis. And Keemstar was saying stuff like well if i knew it i knew they were talking about keemstar before they even brought him up oh my god this is i'm i'm too deep into this world (laughs) fuck ethan klein dude i hate i remember so much i I I remember when uh, keemstar went on his podcast yeah probably it was sort of like remember when he went on his on his podcast like keemstar was on ethan klein's podcast and he sort of you know hat in hand just sort of sort of humbled like like uh oh yeah i guess i'm the villain here but i'll try to i'll you know I'm, i'll try to turn it around and we'll then and then a couple you know flash forward to a couple of years later and, and ethan klein is like the villain of the internet and, and <laughs> the, the roles are reversed 
dude. He is so man. He's oh, Ethan is just awful, dude. I and but he's still like you know he's 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 fine with he's like YouTube's teacher's pet, like I've said before. So they're not going to do anything to him. He's oh. not, not going to bite the oh, hand. Yeah, feet. yeah. Isn't isn't that when it all turned around? He had a meeting so with, with this, Susan Wojcicki. Yeah, he's bragged about been being on the phone that. with Susan and getting people banned. Oh really? Yep. Oh, after limited bans. Yep. Yeah. I'm serious. Seriously. Uh, was saying stuff like, well, if nothing's real, why don't you jump off a bridge and stuff like that? And he did. And he actually did eventually. That's and what I, in the yeah. video he recorded, by the way, he mentions Keemstar, his uh, goodbye video when he's on his way to the bridge. He mentions Keemstar. That's what I mean. I don't like talking about it too much, but like, it, it's just, I mean, he's a gross person. Obviously, like we're making jokes right now. Yeah. And like, I love. You know, I, I, I do find him a fascinating character because, you know, he's just fascinating like Hitler is, you know, it's like, yeah, he's just he's fascinating. He's like, I, I, I'm always uh, in awe that like a person can like really up the ante with how fucking disgusting they can be. You know what I mean? And suffer zero repercussions for it. So, you know, good on him. But uh, it's pretty funny. I do love that he was like, you know, the guy most famous for like saying the N word. Oh, really? Really? Okay. Hang on a second. Fucking Ethan Klein. Danger! Danger! Alert! Alert! I am a scumbag. I am filth. All right. Let's go back to Battle of the Douchebags. If there's a guy who's most famous for saying the N word, who is it? Uh, well, maybe said the N word most famously. I think it might be Ethan Klein. Um, I mean, I was thinking more of the 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 guy from Seinfeld. I don't know. Oh, Michael Richards. Uh, Kramer, yeah. Um, yeah. No. It wouldn't be a blooming absence six pack without that old Seinfeld reference, would it? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I, we'll I wonder if I... Oh, here we go. Yeah, he dropped uh, He dropped the N... So here's Ethan Klein talking about... Uh, yeah, Yeah, he dropped, uh, he dropped the N-bomb, and he dropped it pretty hard. It was more of just like a Hiroshima. It's pretty much worst-case scenario... <laughs> You know when they drop nuclear bombs and and the people out on the street have like shadows left over and printed on the sidewalk? It's like that. <laughs> I don't think Felix is a racist person. But god damn, he really kind of just was really comfortable using that word. <laughs> that really just kind of, yeah, man, he really just dropped the end bomb like straight up. And the way he used it was just awful. We've all, you said, we say offensive things privately when we're joking with our friends because we all find it funny for one reason or other. But goddamn, dog, you're fucking, you're freaking live streaming. Yeah. (laughs) Now you're going to get shit for it. There's no excuses this time. Yeah, I can't defend him. It's completely indefensible this time. Yeah. Flashback. He's like killing niggas. Nigger faggot horde. (laughs) It's a wonderful, it's just a wonderful string of words that really gets you going. It's like mouth silk. I love that I can just say nigger faggot though. Yeah. Like I can I can't right. really say that. Fuck you, nigger faggot. Yeah. I feel a like little. you're you're using a little liberally. I love <laughs> saying nigger faggot. It's so wonderful. If you're gonna go after people constantly for saying that, maybe uh just remember that there's a video of you saying it a bunch too. Just a yeah. just a tip there, Ethan. <laughs> what a douchebag. He sucks. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait till we do the battle of the douchebags where we put all the the, the top douchebags together and Ethan Klein can battle win Royale. the championship of the championship. That's it. Royale douchebag. There's no way. He, even He's going to beat George Soros, even. Bill Gates. And all oh, those oh. Ethan Klein's way worse. Be fitter. 
Worse than yeah, Hitler. It's probably... Worse than Bill Gates. <laughs> okay. Oh. The next one's uh, <laughs> Sorry, mask up. There's only about four left. So Start bringing up Gr- Ethan Klein. I'm going to go on a rant. Grin and bury it. I think it ends on a good one. Put your mask over your nose. That's why you're in the theater. That is the rule. If you don't want to follow the rule, get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> So you know who that was. Uh, who was that? That was just some chick on the stage, some famous like stage musical theatre chick. Oh, just, okay. Like, very outspoken on the on the Twitter spheres and just is kind of um, yeah called someone out for having their nose over a mask <laughs> in the middle of a performance. Put your just chin like, diaper Whoa. on. I'm not standing. I'd like to know the uh, just the ratio of people who think they're saving the world to the people who just want to look virtuous. Doing um, all this crazy it's like, stuff. I think it's it's the same thing. Like the um, uh, what's that? What's the church down here around us in the south? That's um, God hates fags and all that. Can't think of it. Oh, Westboro Baptist. Yeah, it's that type of a uh, mentality. Except on the left, it's like I. Some of them, some people might actually believe it, and they think they're saving lives, or was Westboro Baptist would be saving souls. But a lot of it's just a superiority complex. It's like a way to build your ego up and make you feel like you're a better person than the other people that don't do what you do. Ah, I, that's I'm a yeah, I do what God said, or I do what Fauci said, you know? Yeah. That's you part of it. There's the that. herd mentality. Then there's the, uh, the grandeur aspect. And then there's the Amber herd mentality. Oh yes. I should I didn't have the buzzer queued up or I would have given myself for that one. <laughs> there was no Amber herd in this or not that I, I saw as of yet. Thank but, you. Uh, I rise in opposition to the Ukrainian supplemental bill. $40 billion, but there's no baby formula for American mothers and babies. Uh, An let's... unknown amount of money to the CIA in the Ukraine supplemental bill, but there's no formula for American babies and mothers. This MGT. $54 million yeah. in COVID spending in Ukraine. But there's no formula for American babies and mothers. Look how happy that baby is. Uh, let's be nice. <laughs> if you want that formula, just watch a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. But don't watch a Marvel movie. You know, I was excited well, about yeah. Doctor Strange, yeah. and uh, I heard it was because, and I like Sam Ooh. Raimi, and uh, I'm not going to go watch that. I heard it was not good. Right. Yeah, that's that's one of those out. things like we were talking about before. Uh, Sam Raimi, most known for low-budget horror movies with pr- practical effects, and now doing uh, cheap uh, digital effects. And it, it, from what I hear, the aesthetic just does not uh, hold up. It just looks cheap. Uh, uh, I really liked like like the original Doctor Strange just for the trippy visual element more than anything. Oh, yeah, I hated Marvel the movie, but I liked I liked the trippy visuals, but I, I, just as a movie, I hated it. Yeah, it was not great. I hate. But I didn't. It, it was, was the closest the, I'd ever seen was... to what it looks like to be on a like acid or mushrooms in visual form. And for that, I had yeah. to give mad props to Disney for that one. 
But yeah, to me, it seems like the one that was most damaged by that formulaic uh, comedy where, you know, you can't have too much tension. You must, you must relieve tension with a joke, a bad joke if necessary, but it needs to be there. Like every 30 seconds, you need a terrible joke. Well, we got that from uh, Joss Whedon Avengers, right? Is that we just, is that where that introduced, got introduced? Yeah. Is that what you said? Uh, I'd That's say the first it time was I noticed partially it, there with like... Yeah, but if you watch like Thor, the Earth scenes were like really, you know, with Cat Dennings and Natalie Portman were really Thor. goofy, and yeah, and that that came out before. I'd say the tone was already there. Joss Whedon just sort of yeah, he he needs to show off his dialogue. Even he needs to have characters spouting off quips all the time, even if it's against their character. And that carried over into later movies where it doesn't matter the context; we just need a joke. Dude, you know what they should do to circle back? They should get. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene to play um, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow. Well, like old Widow. <laughs> well, that's just Scarlett Johansson now. <laughs> well, Scarlett Johansson said she was like uh, she didn't get paid as much as was that was that the thing she like didn't get paid as much as like Robert Downey Jr. or something. It's like yeah, because you were in the movie like a third as much. But... Oh, did you hear about uh, Kirsten Dunst complaining about not being paid enough, paid as much as Spider Man to- in Spider Man? <laughs> Your name yes. is... Just, if they make a Mary Jane movie, we'll call you. <laughs> yeah. God. All right, yeah. Moving, moving on to these last two there. Yeah, we've got two more. Uh, the Don't Condone, 46 seconds. And you know what? I don't condone violence. I condemn any and all kind of violence. 100%. I don't believe in it. It never solves anything. But you know what? I don't blame school shooters for doing the things they do. I'm serious. As a matter of fact, I completely understand them. Same with incels who shoot up people or run people down with their car who are sexually active, unlike them. I understand them. Seriously. I relate to them even though I have not done what they do and never will. That doesn't mean I don't understand them. That doesn't mean that I don't relate to them in some ways, except for the acts of violence, of course. How weird was that? Uh, I mean, uh, I guess I would. I'd like to hear more of, context. Uh, <laughs> that's all. That's it all that's of, uh, That's it. Yeah, you know when when Cuties came out on Netflix, and then there were all the defenders or the reviewers saying, "Oh, we all have these feelings toward oh, young God. people. It's only natural." And it's like, no, oh, yeah. if you think these things, just just oh. don't don't share these thoughts. Yeah. Just keep these thoughts locked like Vice, away. Yeah, just like Vice did an nice. article on that, and HuffPost I think did one. Jezebel, they all had articles like, yeah, it was like. We all like or maps. That's what they call minor attracted persons. But I don't. I think yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think the reason they don't want to keep those kind of thoughts to themselves is because there is a big push to get them to, um, to normalize that shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think part of that is just making sure there. There's like you know the boundaries are always pushed back in terms of what we accept or push forward. Is I don't know whatever. However you want to define it, but I think. Uh, What's what they're trying to do now is just breaking down that boundary, that idea of of you know the you know the Overton window. Let's get rid of the Overton window. Anything we say is acceptable. You know, yeah. we'll print our new smaller dictionary and and you'll accept it. And you know, or rewrite history very blatantly. And and uh, it's just fact now because we say it. It's just just get rid of the concept of of. Uh, your upbringing or, you know, what, you know, uh, basing your values in, in sort of just reasonable tradition, what we know. Mm. 
I think it's a maturation issue, and I think that uh, the kid adults are, are running amok. People that are oh, just yeah. sort of oh yeah, like you know, like you have the the thought of like why should I? Why do I need to go to school? And then you just bring that perspective and just put it on everything in life. Yeah. Why do I need to you know be uh, identify as the gender or sex I was born as? And why do I need to? And and you know when when you get. Uh, you know, sometimes with some people, acceptance turns into insistence or being accepted. And then you 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 decide, okay, well, I must... Now I get to insist upon other people what my worldview... Mm. I, I found it. I don't know. It's just... No, yeah, go sorry. ahead. Sorry. No, yeah, finish your thought. I oh, no, 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 no. I, 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 that was all I had to say. I, I, I found oh. your uh, ISO. English, maggot! Yeah. <laughs> he was lost in another uh, time zone. English yeah, maggot. Wow, uh, okay. Wow. Last one. This is a uh... yeah. It's a biggie. It's a biggie. But it's um, it's an interesting one. It's the cl- name of this clip is titled "Sexual Assault." So I'm gonna guess that this clip is about um, a, this this clip is about a 1994 Ford Bronco. <laughs> no. Okay. Let me get another uh... guess. This clip is about uh, the extinction of the woolly mammoth. No. Okay. Is it about sexual assault? No. <laughs> oh, okay. An investigation um, into three oh, well, keels. Is, Sorry. You, you can stop it at any time. Okay. So if you feel like stopping well, it, I stopped just it stop too it. early just that time, I think. Well, yeah. Well, you know. An investigation into three keel middle school students has been launched. The school district has filed a Title IX complaint accusing the students of using incorrect pronouns while addressing another student. Fox 11's Monique Lopez spoke with the parent of one of the students in this Project Education report. I received a phone call from the principal over at the elementary school forewarning me, letting me know that I was going to be receiving an email uh, with sexual harassment allegations against my son. Rosemary Rabadoo's 13-year-old son, Brayden, is one of the three eighth-grade Keele Middle School students accused of sexual harassment, something she disputes. He said he's being allegedly charged with sexual harassment for not using proper pronouns. Allegedly. I thought it wasn't real. I thought this has got to be a gag, a joke. Um, one has nothing to do with the other. According to the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, or Will, now defending the accused students, in March, one of their peers announced the pronouns they prefer to be addressed as, they or them. One of the alleged incidents Brayden and the others were supposedly involved in happened in April. She had been screaming at one of Brayden's friends to use proper pronouns, uh, calling him profanity. And this friend is, you know, very soft-spoken and kind of just sunk down into his chair. And Brayden finally came up defending him, saying uh, he doesn't have to use proper pronouns. It's his constitutional right to not use. You can't make him say things. Some might say or think that you or your son are against the LGBTQ plus community. Not at all. Not at all. My my children have been raised to love everybody equally. Shortly after finding out her son was being investigated, Rosemary reached out to Will. Title IX sexual harassment typically covers things like uh, rape, uh, dating violence. Uh... Rosemary's baby. Better call Will. 
uh, dating violence, uh, quid pro quo sexual favors, right? Really egregious stuff. There's nothing even remotely close to that alleged in this case. Will says the school district's policy doesn't cover the misuse of pronouns, and neither does Title IX. What is all this stuff? (laughs) I don't give a shit. (laughs) Oh, man. Dude. Neither. It's interesting, though, isn't it? That it's that's just a little Homeschool snapshot or something like that. Homeschool, Homeschool your kids. Homeschool your kids. Yeah. yeah. God, man. It's well, it's different everywhere, obviously. But um, okay, but say you know, just for the sake of argument, the kid's not in the mood for a nuanced discussion of the virtues of child poisoning. You know. Well, there's that, obviously. Um, man. So what? Should, what do we take away from all these? Uh, these little well, I just, I, I just feel like it's just this new push towards this aggregation of, um, like nobody wants to be on these platforms, but people will sit there and watch an hour and a half of this, and it's just one after another, just like, and this is one of several channels that I've been recommended that all do this sort of content, and I cut it out, but in between each clip, there's just this like static noise. And uh, a little oh, there's not. This picture. is these, there's nobody commenting on these in between. No, this is just, just one after another, feed. just bang, bang, bang. Oh, weird. That's huh? Okay, so we'll yeah. link it, obviously. But uh, the the guys that I yeah, send me a link to that for sure. The guys that I manage at work, uh, I'm like the ship leader, or manager, or whatever, and a lot of them are between the ages of 16 and 19, and none of them have an attention span. I don't think they could finish a single episode of a TV show or something. Like mm. they definitely. None of them listen to podcasts or read books or anything. It's straight TikTok. All they do is TikTok all day, every day. Yeah. Anytime we're in the car and like I'm driving to a uh, job and they're in there, all three of them are on TikTok. Just one TikTok after another. Just flip TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. That's all they do TikTok, all day. TikTok, TikTok. Yeah, and it's terrible. Weird, I mean, right? the attention span of these guys is just horrible. <laughs> well, I mean. <sighs> Yeah, it just fit the the jackass kind of era. I mean, at least jackass had a theatrical release, you know. Several that 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 we could critique their thinking hundred percent. Yeah, the new jackass it was even more dicks than normal. Like it was like three times the amount of wieners that you saw in that. I don't know. What I couldn't going. get through it. I was trying to eat a sub. <laughs> you were trying to eat while you were watching it. <laughs> Is that what you said? I said. I mean, I just put it on. I was like, oh, if I can suffer thirty seconds, I'll. Uh, 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 and then and then the next time I tried to watch it, I was way too wasted, and I thought, oh no, this will make me feel ill. And then I'll go back to it another time. But I've always enjoyed Jackass, to be fair. I mean, the new it, one was um, okay. Um, but it's the step in this direction. This is where it's all headed, like into these sort of short bang, 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 bang. And it's such a shame because you're losing. Like it's, these are the reason Dennis Denny Villeneuve can't make a decent June. I wonder if it's, you could do a. This is all this. I wonder if you could do a Venn diagram well, that, or like some kind of flow chart that traces the d- the decline of modern civilization back to Johnny Knoxville's birth or something. <laughs> what were you going to say there? It's, uh, they call it uh, the MTV generation, right? That's right. that sort of quick cut style. Uh, they, they say, uh, you know how they, they edit um, reality shows so that there's like these really fast even when there's not these are just people talking but they have really fast cuts the camera angle changes constantly and it's because apparently it's scientifically decided that uh that's the best way to hold people's attention or you know you need to 
change the camera angle every so often to keep people's attention. Yeah, I I remember being in a show, the biggest show I was in at the BBC, and we we spent all day filming this really uh like explosive shot coming in through the front doors of the hospital and then following it all the way through to the to the medical room where they're like bringing people back to life with the paddles and all that and it was a one shot and then like five weeks later we all yeah. come back to do it again for three days to like shoot it where they had like cuts in between just cut 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 because they could they couldn't risk having the the camera being on for longer than 30 seconds oh yeah and it costs so you know, much actually, money. It costs um, like three hundred and seventy-five thousand pounds for those three days, and that was back in like ten, ten years ago. It's mad. Oh yeah, what a waste! Just because I, people say, don't uh, have know, the patience when, and sit there and watch something. Yeah. When did the uh, the one shot become like the big thing? Like the every every Oscar bait movie needs to have its its long complex scene that's like. Uh, we did a 15 minute one take mm. or we did a whole movie that's a maybe simulated one take you have at least one. i actually got pretty tired of it pretty else. fast because it it's just it's just one of those things to me that um where uh like it, it can be done where it just tells the story really well but uh usually when i see it it just tell it what it's saying to me is be impressed where i, I don't really want to be impressed i want the story to be told yeah but, that's how you know, birdman it's, was and it's I all was about impressed. when it's Birdman, oh, but... you like the Birdman, did you? Yeah, but I mean, I haven't gone back and watched it more than that one time. But I was impressed when I first saw it. Mate, half one the time, I was one time, was like, oh, they do, oh, they do look at one take, oh. the one shot. Yeah, what, what would you give it? What, uh, like first watch out of ten? What would you say, film seven point five? Maybe I can't remember much about it, honestly. And then as a movie, okay. uh, five stars. Um, not a very good movie. I, I don't think it was a good movie. Oh, out of I guess it's I didn't like it very much. I haven't. Seen I was it excited for years. it until it won Best Picture, and then I was oh, like, yeah. eh, I mean, oh, yeah. poison, I don't know. I like, dark. I like. I guess just uh, it may be a subconscious thing, but I just prefer. It's like an underdog. I, I have an, a preference for the underdog, the underappreciated movie, and so I guess all of my opinions, like my opinion about the 1984 Dune, should be taken with a grain of salt. Like it's the less appreciated one. I'm going to like it more, or it's going to color my opinion of it. But then again, Whiplash won Best Picture, didn't it? And I still loved it. Whiplash was very good. Yeah. It made an action movie out of uh, musical sequences. I, I enjoyed I that. Don't I, I, I don't think I ever saw Whiplash. I don't think I ever saw But um, very good. Yeah. let's... Uh, oh, I recommend it. Let's, We're passing uh, the baton over to... Yeah, let's Wano finish Wayne the sandwich here. So Smiling put the, friend. Put the bread on this. Let's... Let's cover smiling friends quickly. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of aspects of the show. The the variations in animation, or like how the different characters were all, all looked like differently drawn styles, was cool. I like stuff like that. Oh yeah, there, that scene in the first episode where there there's like a, a there's a guy that's animated at like twelve frames per second or so, where most most other characters are you know the standard uh, standing still and just their mouths and eyes moving. Uh, I mean, yeah. not to say that it's it, it doesn't look as lazy as the you know that Family Guy style where you just you're just watching someone uh, stand there and their arms their arm might flap for a second. So this is yeah. this know. is an animation. Then I'm I'm the guy that's not seen yes. this going into this. So yeah, this is by it. Uh, it was created by uh, or co-created by uh, Zach Hadel or Psychic Pebbles, who is uh, one of the frequent guests on Oni Plays, which is 
probably my favorite YouTube channel. I just rewatch there. It, it's a, it's a less play, but it's mostly just them bantering and and doing silly voices and crazy rhymes. It's just whatever. It's just funny, you know. It, it's sometimes it's not even commentary on the game they're playing. They're just talking and it, and uh, they they're always coming up with characters and okay. It, it's it's exactly what I'm into in terms of humor. They uh, many of the jokes. Uh, many of the jokes in Smiling Friends are actually sort of taken from, not taken from, but the the seeds for them were planted in uh, Oni plays or other things that uh, Psychic Pebbles has has uh, done his live streams and stuff like that. You sort of uh, yeah see the sort of come to fruition. Like uh, oh, can you play uh, that third clip? Uh, yes. Whoa, is that blackface, dude? No, 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 no. This isn't blackface. I'm an actual demon. Bro, please tell me that's not blackface. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm literally a forest demon from across the bridge. This isn't a costume. Get the Yeah. That was the right clip, right? You did say that. There was an Yeah, yeah. There was an episode of Oni Plays where they were they were just they just come up with scenarios, just uh uh they're talking about like, uh, oh, there's this video. There's like a, there's a monkey at a, a monkey at a, a kid's party, and the kids just like they start just like pulling its limbs off, and they start eating it, and, and, and uh, that they sort of, uh, I guess, uh, that was sort of drawn upon for uh, this episode, where there's a, a demon chasing a character through the woods. The character runs back to safety, where there's a, you know, there's a party going on. He runs back to the party. The demon follows him there, and the demon, which has, uh, it's sort of brown. It's it's in a stop motion animated style, or it's a, it's CG, I think, but but sort of animated at a low frame rate to look stop motion. Right. Uh, and then uh, a character mistakes it for having blackface, and then and gets into you know that whole thing, and then and then uh, like punches him, and then everyone crowds the demon, and they all start just, like ripping it apart and eating its guts. <laughs> <laughs> literally devouring the demon alive because the demon uh, appeared to have uh, violated that particular uh, taboo. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, so these demons. There's just so many... the absurdity that it, you can see uh, the uh, you know the creator. You can kind of you can draw their opinion of you know people uh, you know uh, loudly and angrily displaying their virtue over perceived faults. You can kind of see the creator's opinion on that kind of thing in here. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember. I need to. I only watched it through one time. I'm trying to remember what all. I remember the episode where they're on like a quest. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, Bilbo from the Rankin Bass Hobbit shows up. Yeah. Um, that was that was weird. And I guess uh, it's weird. It's uh, this weird one because um, I think that would be allowed because it's parody. Like having just the exact character design of Bilbo from like the 1970 seven hobbit mm-hmm. show up because uh, but it's uh they're both done by warner brothers i think so so it's also it's like an official it's it's just odd yeah it's, considering it's, it's like acceptable it's fair use because it's parody but it's also yeah. the same studio it. yeah so they're like yeah oh, well this has gone up the chain we're we're okay for this yeah well, that was um what they told mike judge on idiocracy was is he was worried about um like Bud Ruckers or Fox News or you know all these different um, brands oh, and, yeah. and and companies that like he he needed to parry it, but they were like, no, if you just actually the more you use, the better, like the safer you'll be. Whereas if you just do one or two, it's like no, do like two hundred, and then you'll be because you're just getting everybody. Oh, yeah. 
they can't they can't really pinpoint that you're calling them out or anything. Um, oh, do you know that movie uh, Josie and the Pussycats? Booberry loves that movie. Yeah. That was uh, it was a uh, Seth Green. Yeah, that one had it, it was like full of uh, it was it parodied uh, product placement, but people hated it. They thought it was they thought it, the movie was doing actual product placement, even <laughs> though it was clearly making fun of it. And apparently, the movie did not take any money from uh, you know uh, product oh. placement. It's a bit like No Agenda, right? But it was like a like it kind of yeah. take it, it parrots the M5M and gives them loads of uh, platforms to 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 spout their stuff and everybody gets a good look at them. But they don't who else would money. be listening to Al Sharp without those? Yeah, guys. and C-SPAN and all that. Um, all right, are, uh, are we where are we at with the smiling friends? Oh, uh, oh yeah. Uh, my thoughts on the show. I actually, uh, I, I feel like it's one of those things that maybe. It needed more time in the oven, or it needed a stronger... So the, the premise of the show, and I probably should have stated this earlier, is characters that are... Uh, um, they're part of this company. Their job is to... Basically, they, they get these assignments where they have to make somebody smile. The first episode, uh, which is great, like pretty pretty much all throughout, it's got Mike Staclasa from Red Letter Media playing this guy who's all depressed, his wife left him, his dog died, yeah. everything has gone wrong in his life, his hair fell out, he got, you know, all fat and wrinkly, and yeah. and he, his character is animate. He, he, basically it's his character model that he just has a, a revolver pointed to his head at all it times. All, he just he has a, a gun held to his head. He always has a gun pointed at his head. That's, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bless him. Which uh, he finds a use for with these uh, little creatures that are infesting the smiling friend's head headquarters. He finds his purpose in life when he, uh, you know, shoots one of them and decides, "Oh, I could be an exterminator." Oh, and then he's go. later on, he's back on his feet. He's he's happy. It's a it's a wonderful episode. Happy ending as well. Yeah. Uh, but but I'd say um, a lot of the episodes they uh, they just. Um, what was this on? I watched it on that, HBO Max. That, but I think it's uh, Adult, Adult Swim. Swim. Oh right! Hey, yeah. today it's I was that uh, style was, of humor was... where. Uh, oh, sorry, gun. Yeah, what is him? The style. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I think there's a there's a delay, so I, I yeah. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. It happens when you talk it's that... intercontinental. Yeah, yeah, it's that style of humor that that um, it, it comes from people just just naturally and spontaneously coming up with these uh, situations and scenarios uh, with friends on live streams and end on these let's plays but I, i'm not sure it, it doesn't perfectly translate to the show in my opinion like i, I think there's a bit of of uh there's there's points where there, there's like there's a great joke and then another great joke but they're sort of strung together with uh let's just try to Feel get like. from one joke to the next with a sort of real you know goofy tones randomness and and so it doesn't always work it's it's hit or miss right yeah, yeah, yeah. uh I see. But it's still that style that I like. Oh. Well, I, yeah, I think my favorite thing about well. it was just the look of more. I mean, the, the writing was good in certain episodes. There was some really hilarious stuff, but I just love the the uniqueness of the the variations in the look. Like it, it's kind of like Adventure Time in that way, where they you know they change up the. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I like Adventure Time. That's very good. Um. All right. Where's what clip did we leave off? With? Oh, you know, uh, oh yeah, one, just one thing I wanted to bring up about it, uh, since, uh, you know, Gilbert Gottfried passed away, uh, when was it, two weeks ago? Oh, really? Yes. Uh, he oh. he had an appearance in the final episode of this show, and I included I really? the clip. Oh. Oh. A deal's a deal! 
like the perfect send-off you know having him play god and sort of fulfilling this character arc for the you know at the in the final episode of smiling friends yeah smiling friends it was, uh, that was nice yeah what a lovely title yeah. for a show as well it's like cheers you can can you beat a title for cheers cheers yeah cheers oh, yeah. i think cheers might win out just because it's it rolls off the tongue is the one syllable cheers yeah one so syllable smiling, smiling friends very is powerful pretty good it's like yeah you can't isn't there an episode where the frowning friends like open up a shop next door? Yeah, or across the street or something. Yeah, that one was the one that had uh, character like, "You're putting smoke in my brain, man." <laughs> that was that one was great. Uh, I, I can't do the voice, obviously, but oh man, yeah, I'd give that uh, I'd give that show a two thumbs up. Well worth the watch, and it's uh, it goes by quick. What was there eight episodes, and they kind of just blew by. Oh yeah, well they're you know they're pretty short. Uh, yeah, my whole opinion on it is I, I, you know, I was going to love it, uh, already, but I do hope that they, I hope that they improve in the next season. I think there's, I, I do think there's room for improvement. Are they renewed? Oh yeah. And they're doing a special too. Oh, cool. Of course, of course they're, they're renewed. doing a second they're, season and a, they're on a podcast. They gotta be renewed. Yeah. Cause of us. It's thanks to us. Oh yeah. Well, you know, they, they're on a podcast and they didn't turn into villains. That's. You know, I guess that's the example to follow. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, the forward, backward nature of everything there is. Yeah. Uh, let's be and, nice. Uh, yeah, he got his Adult Swim show, and he didn't uh, censor himself. Uh, you know, from what I've seen when he came back on when he plays, and it's just nice to see. Yeah, I can think of somebody I, else oh, yeah, that didn't I included... censor himself, and they lost their Adult Swim show. Yep, he, he, and he that's shall not be named. Unfortunate. That's... <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about him. Oh. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, the bad. guy that's responsible for everything wrong every in the world. Every mass shooting that's every, ever happened. Yeah. Every mass shooting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I included uh, Zach Hadel's uh, Trump impression. I just think he does the best. The best Trump impression. Is this from Smiling Prince or from a? Uh, if you'll. Oni plays. It's from Oni plays. I was walking around when I saw Crooked Hillary, and I saw what she did, and she took a dump at the McDonald's bathroom. <laughs> it was so sick and so bad that I nearly puked. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, uh, this isn't it's even my favorite definitely better than Baldwin's Trump impression, that's for damn sure. Yeah, my favorite one is, is when he's... Uh, about the looks. Is when Trump is... Oh, yeah. When he's monologuing about... Uh, YouTubers, Linkara, the great Linkara. Uh, <laughs> it's just that one has too much. There's too many references to things that you'd ha- are difficult to explain, I guess. Uh, but yeah. And then you have uh, ISO here. It looks like the Smiling Friends open. Oh no! I, I yeah, I just have the sound clip of the opening theme. I I I, I was gonna ask you to start with that, but I forgot because that's what happens. Well, we could finish with it. That'd be nice. Yeah, we can finish with it. Smiling friends, everyone. Smiling friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> English high, Muppet. Music. High energy there. Uh, oh, while we're yeah. on Trump impressions, this, this might be a good way to close it out. 
Folks, we love Weird Al. We love Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al, an American original. He's got more money than sin. More money. He's probably, I don't know. Maybe he's got more money than me. I don't know if he's got more money than me, but he's got a lot of it. He's got a lot of spunk and he's got a lot of talent. I've never seen anybody who gets famous playing accordion. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Who's who's doing accordion? And I, we don't even know how it works. Science doesn't even know how it works. He gets the piano and he just, he squeezes it and it sounds really crazy. And Weird Al figured it out. God bless him. We think it's great that Weird Al figured out that accordion. I don't even know how they do We don't even know how we do it. Does it need batteries? We'll never know. We'll never know. And science doesn't know. But Weird Al was very mean to Coolio. Not very nice. Coolio was very upset with Mr. Weird Al. He didn't do... He didn't ask for the rights. He just went and did Amish Paradise. And he just didn't even ask for the rights. He didn't even ask for it. When he did Gangster's Paradise, he had such a big hit with Gangster, Gangster's Paradise. And, you know, with Amish Paradise, they, he, what they do is they take the music and they steal the whole thing. They just steal the music and they write a new words and it's a new song. And everyone goes, oh, it's so great. How they, how he writes new words to it and suddenly it's funny. Suddenly it's funny. That's just a dude named James Austin Johnson. He's like filming himself walking down the city street, just rambling about Weird Al in a Trump voice. I don't know why that's so hilarious <laughs> to me. Uh, but uh, man, I think we did it. I think uh, considering this was uh, a pilot episode for Critique All Thinking, I think it turned out about as good as good as it could have, should have, would have been. Yeah, could coulda. Yeah, coulda, shoulda, woulda, gun. You've been listening Better to than, uh, a, a Six a, Pack a, Presents the pilot to critique all things. Oh, yeah, lovely. Mm, on that plane. Uh, well, it's at Walloween one on Twitter where you can find everything John's doing in John's world. Join me. That'll be in the show notes. And then, of course, Goofy, are you still doing the Smash cast or are you back to just AI.cooking? Yeah, editing episode two as I speak right now. I'm doing it with my feet. Nice. And that'll be... We'll put that in the show notes. And then, of course, uh, we're also overdue for, I think, a misinformed nation. Oh, long. Yeah, I'm trying to get people to send clips to the bucket, but it's in- inadequately named. Yeah, we'll do it soon. Well, thanks, guys, for hanging. And uh, RIP, Gilbert, we barely knew you. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I just watched that podcast, Abe and a Six-Pack, and it was the worst. It was the worst shit I've ever watched. It just shows... Anybody can have a podcast, and uh, even by those standards of anyone having a podcast, uh, this one was shit. It's like, uh, it's stupid, it's boring, it's a waste of time. And, uh, you know, there are two-year-olds with podcasts that are more worthwhile listening to than that. It It's just, uh, don't waste your time. Really, really avoid it like the plague. We're clear.